0: Do this thing called jazz hands, Trey. It's like this. You got to do the jazz hands. I know you're a Marine. Semper Fi, you got to do the jazz hands. There you go. go. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Jazz hands. There you go. Walter's doing the jazz hands. I'm doing the jazz hands. We are live. We are live. This is episode (laughs) 221 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I hope you got your big girl Marine size panties (laughs) on tonight since we got Trey here. You know, and uh, we are talking, of course, Trace here from Full Conceal, there he goes. There he goes. The uh, And if you don't know what Full Conceal is, uh, that is the folding glock, but I think you guys told oh. me that you're gonna be so much more than that in the future, right? That's right. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna answer all your folding oh. glock questions that you have today. Um, this is a companion piece to a video that went up, I believe yesterday or something. I don't know. I'm, I'm still. I'm still. My head is still swinging from traveling and all that kind of stuff. I obviously haven't taken any time off before I came back on here, but I think that video went up either yesterday or the day before that. Maybe it went up the day before on uh, Patreon. So we're, we've got that video up. Uh, obviously, Full Conceal has some new offerings that are coming out and some prototypes. That Trey was showing us. He's going to be here. We're going to have this discussion. I posted something on Instagram. Um, I think you guys reposted it as well. We're going to try to answer everyone's questions. Uh, all the folks out there in the chat who are watching this, if you have questions, try to get it to us now somehow, and I will try to answer as many as possible. If you have my number, you can text me your questions. Whatever works for you guys, I'll try to keep my uh, make sure that my phone is uh, open here. The battery might die, but we'll. Uh, you know, we'll try to get to as much stuff as we possibly can here during the show about the folding lock, okay? And we also have Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms. There he goes. He's, he's kind of going dark. He's hiding out, I don't know. It's like lots of clouds, I guess, in Safety Harbor. I have no idea what's going on. Someone now, turned off the lights. Well,
1: I, I turned some lights off
0: in here, so it wasn't so bright, and now it's a, uh, I'm on the yeah. dark side of Yeah, Skywalker. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So Trey, usually what I do is I go through here and I shout out the folks in the chat. I will, I will do that. Uh, Richard Hughes looks like he's number one. Michael Bender is in here as well. Special K let's see who else we got in here. Uh, boss hog, uh, armament and axis. Shout out to him. South KC, E rock Henry 42 rabbit zero three one seven boss. Josh imposter Ryan Morales, the Archangel Vanessa Kitty and let's see Chris Bullis as well. I see Chris Bullis in the house. Uh, let's see uh, what who else we got in here. Robert McRae and uh, Mr. Bullshitter. Mm. Uh, Strange media moderator Gerald Loafers is also in here. Shout out to him. Opt out of gun control is in here as well. Um, I'm sure these guys all have comments. STL Storm Spotter as well is here. So let's see. Uh, Mubut. Shout out to Mubut. (laughs) Uh, Bayou Metal as well. Greg98k, Magnum Boys, Tango Hunter. Uh, Let's see who we got. We got the Tyvin Show, Dr. FF1, Tattoo Jason, Screaming Skull Saloon. It goes on and on and on. Shout out to everyone that's in here. Please, guys, don't forget to hit the thumbs ups. Okay, we appreciate that. Make sure also that you share this Um, if you want to Trey, one of the tricks of this is in the email that I sent you, there's another link that says, share this with uh, folks so they can watch live on YouTube, right? If you're capable, you can open that up in another window and just mute the sound, but you'll be able to see the chat going by there on the side. So you can see all the questions that I don't get of, uh, that people will be asking you as well as you can click on the video, click thumbs up and everything. Uh, I see tacos and French fries is also in here. Shout out to him. Uh, let me make sure I also do that. We all need to go and, of course, you know, thumbs up our own channel. It's almost like I look at it as like putting thumbs up your own butt. Oh, oh I feel like that. Is that, is that too much? Yeah. Is that too much? I don't know. It's a, uh, <laughs> that might be. <laughs> I call it shameless
1: self-promotion. That's what I call
0: it. Yeah. Same thing. That's, same a lot, thing.
1: that's a lot cleaner.
0: <laughs> yeah. Pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Pretty much the same thing. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go there and thumbs up myself. There we go. All right. Very cool. So let me see. All right. So since I've seen you, Trey, anything been going on in your world, man? No, uh, just boring stuff. About
2: like you, I'm unpacking from the trip to Iowa, washing clothes right now, cleaning guns, and doing this podcast to leave tomorrow to go to a uh, buyer group show in Columbus, Ohio. So I'll be on the road. Uh, Then I come back Sunday night and get ready to go to another trip off on another trip. And somewhere in all that, I'm still working.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What part of the country are you in, if you don't mind telling us?
2: I live in a little town called Ruston, Louisiana, which is the home of Louisiana Tech University.
0: Oh, very cool! Very cool. Uh, I believe Walter has some connections to the Louisianas.
1: Yeah, hey, my wife's from Louisiana. Yeah, yeah oh, little,
0: little, New, Orleans. New, Orleans,
1: New Orleans. New
2: Orleans. Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah well, there you go. I,
2: I I was born in Shreveport, and then I lived in uh, in New Orleans uh, until I enlisted in way back in 1989, and then I left New Orleans. Okay. Very I, cool. I, go ahead. I, well, I just, I, I know New Orleans well. Uh, I miss it. We go down there probably once or twice a year for a Saints game and some other stuff. So I'm down there kind of regularly.
0: Yeah. Um, by the way, let me. That let better me, or <laughs> that too much? No. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, so the firearm rack, Patrick R. is, uh, he's telling me off in the chat, I see someone deleted his, uh, his post. But Bye. he's telling me off because I hung up on him. Uh, so my apologies for hanging up on you. I kind of had like too many phone calls coming in here at the same time, and I had to help Trey get on. And I was handling. I was actually talking to uh, Sam from YouTube. Mm. There, was, there was a lot of conversations, mm. a lot, a lot of stuff going on at the same time. You guys would not believe what happens behind the scenes back here. So mm. there you go. Bayou Metal says, "Who that. I guess that's uh, like a. Is that, that a Louisiana thing? Anything? Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. There you we're go. Not, so we're not
2: far from Saints. The Saints coming back on. It's almost yeah. time for football.
0: Yeah. So the <laughs> what I know about Louisiana is a uh, Little Louisiana. You ever heard of that? Little Louisiana. Is that a rapper? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's Little Weezy. <laughs> Little Weezy. Wayne. Little Wayne. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Little Wayne. That's my. That's I think one of the best rappers out there in the world right now. Okay. Patrick, are still going at me? Still going at me? He's still mad. I apologize, Patrick. Come on. Uh, Well, we'll have Patrick on here sometime soon. So there you go. All right. So Trey, tell us, um, like, give us a little background on you. I think you alluded to it already a little bit. You're you're a Marine. But give us a little background on you and how you wound up. You know, where's your association, your ties to Full Conceal? Okay. so background on me. Um, I graduated from
2: Bonneville High School in New Orleans Uh, actually the, the bottles in Kenner, um, I enlisted in Marine Corps. Uh, I ended up on, uh, at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Uh, I spent basically my whole career in an infantry battalion. Um, and I am very close to being fully retired. Uh, and then how I got involved in full conceal is a friend of mine from Monroe, uh, is actually one of our attorneys and we were eating dinner one night and he said, Hey, you know, you shoot a lot. Uh, you know about guns. What do you think about this idea and this company? And we started talking and I I told him it was pretty cool. And then he, he, uh, from that conversation, uh, I got on the phone and did a, a, uh, a little, uh, go to meeting with, uh, the, the inventor, and, uh, one of the major, uh, owners of the company. And after that conversation, I decided that I would invest some of the money that I had in the company. So I bought part of the company and then I didn't really do anything at first. I was just an investor and, and, uh, they asked me to, uh, go to a show up in Milwaukee. Um, but between the time that I invested and the time I went to Milwaukee, we went to TriggerCon last year with a prototype pistol of our, or a prototype of our M3 Delta. That's the pistol that's based off the Glock 19, and Recoil Magazine did a quick video that they posted on Facebook, and it was just somebody locking the grip into place. Uh, it, it's if you go back and look at that video, it's very obvious it was a, a prototype pistol. All the all the parts were silver and aluminum. And, 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 so you could tell it wasn't the production pistol. Uh, but it went to like 2 million views. And I was, I think I told you this story in, in Iowa, but, um, so that thing went to 2 million views. Well, bec- from that, we got invited to, uh, the NRA carry guard expo in Milwaukee. And so they asked me to come up, help work the booth at the show. And, and at that show, another, uh, fan of our pistol came up and just asked me he had come up to the video or to the booth two or three different times during that the course of the two and a half days that we're up there and the last morning he said hey you mind if i do a quick video and he did a video and that video has gone to like 16 million views well from that i've just started being i guess kind of the spokesman for the company uh and we you know that that's kind of how i got involved and how i got to be
0: on here with you tonight OK, very cool. Um, that's that seems like you kind of went like downwards from from 60 million views. but <laughs> no. No,
2: and, and that's one of the things we were talking about, the, the mystery of social media. You just don't know what's going to what's going to go crazy and what, you, you know, you think you do something really cool and nobody looks at it. And you do something just kind of off the cuff and it and it becomes this this thing, you know, so. Um, yeah.
0: I th- and I think the thing to do, especially when you introduce something uh, when you're new to the, to the field, as you guys are, and then on top of that, you introduce something that kind of it's polarizing, right? Right. Oh yeah. 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 We kind of have like a love-hate it kind of thing going on. People who think it's very cool, and then people who think there's like uh, stupid. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I <laughs> mean, like just good...
1: point out, just flat out. Stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah.
0: You got those guys. Yeah, <laughs> those guys. I
1: mean I've heard that. I'm like, "Wait a minute, you didn't even see it. How can you say such a thing?" Right. And yeah. and
2: that that's, you know, that that's that's kind of been my deal. First of all, you know, nobody's make it's not Obamacare. We're not making you buy it. And then the other thing is is um I've never had somebody that that was a hater come up to our booth or on a range and see the gun and actually shoot it that walked away with anything other than maybe just a neutral impression so they all move to the positive after they've held or seen the gun
0: yeah so, so let, let's um let's start because we might have some people who've never heard of uh, full conceal or the folding glock concept first of all you guys don't call it the folding glock right we call it a full conceal m3d and i can
2: tell the the story a little bit behind that we got um glock came to us early on and, and basically said we could not use glock uh, no. since then they they come back and said no. No. We, would, we would like you to start uh you know using glock, something else glock 19 also oh,
0: um, now they want you so you're saying in the beginning they said don't use the glock name and now they want you to use the glock name in the, in
2: the beginning they said that that we could not use glock on our website we could not say g19 g43 um, and, and then since then, uh, they've come back and said, Hey, uh, you know, <laughs> you can, you can start using Glock
0: again. So, oh. uh, that's I, a, that's a big in, you know, I, well, let's not say the word endorsement.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't, right. I'm not going to go all the way there, uh, right. because I haven't seen the letter and I wasn't on those conversations, but, um, basically,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's see the gun. Let's see what the uh, current iteration is of the, what was it, the M3D X- Okay, so this is an M3D. Okay. Clear. Um,
2: this is actually one of the guns that you saw up in Iowa. So this is based off of Glock, a Glock 19. Um, and as you can see, the, the controversial grip folding right there. Mm-hmm. And it ships with a 21-round P-Magazine. Magpul P mag. So you got 22 rounds of nine millimeter and a very small, more concealable package because it's not L shaped like a traditional pistol. Mm -hmm. So that's, that is the M three Delta. Okay. This has been shipping since last November and everybody that gets it loves it.
0: And Uh, what's the price on that? What's the uh, retail price
2: on that? The full retail price is $1,049.
0: Okay. And I think that's probably like a good place for us to start right there. I don't know, Walter. Feel free to jump in anywhere here. I think the first thing that a lot of people have to say about this is the they talk about the price, right? So, yep. do you want to explain to us where the you know what's going on with the price and why that price? Okay, <clears throat> we have to buy
2: the full pistol, and then we have to re uh, basically rebuild the pistol. So, when you're getting our pistol, you're getting a custom trigger that's our. Uh, this is our second iteration of the of the trigger. Uh, it's a truly flat trigger. Um, it has the trigger safety, just like a factory trigger, uh, but it doesn't have that little button on the trigger shoe like the, Glock, the factory Glock has. Uh, we've re-engineered this so that when the pistol is folded in transport mode, there's absolutely no way the pistol can discharge. So our pistol is safer to carry with a round chamber than any other pistol on the market today. Um, so you're getting that trigger and then you're getting all of the engineering that went into the folding mechanism. And then, uh, we replaced the factory magazine with a, uh, Magpul P mag. Uh, and, uh, because we're in a capitalist country, we want to make a little bit of money, um, so that we can continue to develop, uh, other models uh, and that's my segue into the second model that we introduced this is our full conceal m3s this is based off of a glock 43 so it's yeah
0: hold that a little closer to the screen so this is the new thing that's coming yeah you can back up a little bit yeah right there okay good right okay so this is the m3s and the, basically a glock 43
2: correct same trigger Same folding or folding and hinge mechanism and latch mechanism uh, as the M3D. Uh, Right now, they're shipping with this ETS magazine, and we're working with another magazine uh, company right now to come out with a a molded polymer magazine, much like the PMag. Uh, Right now, they're shipping with the ETS mag, but what we're going to do when we get our our dialed in magazine is uh we'll have some kind of program where we can get the people that bought the pistol that shipped
0: with this magazine or replace it with the magazine that we're developing now okay so um i'm okay are there some issues with the magazine no
2: um one of the things that we wanted to do was have or one of the things that we did with the m3 delta was a higher magazine capacity and if everybody that's familiar with the 43 it ships with a a six round factory magazine mm-hmm. and our final magazine design is going to be a 10 round uh, magazine capacity. So you'll have 11 total. You have one in the chamber and 10 in the magazine uh, and we're just not there with this magazine. Okay. Okay. So but, let's slow. go ahead. But we had such interest and in, uh, pre-sales of these that we wanted to get, start shipping guns. So uh, we did that with this ETS magazine.
0: All right, cool. So let me, let's just slow it down so we can get some uh, people. And obviously I know you have some different things you want to show us, yep. but uh, Walter, do you have any questions here? Anything you want to? Uh... Um, no, I'll just say that at first when we went to SHOT Show, when I saw it, I was a little skeptical,
1: you know, cause I'd heard everybody whining about it. And then when I saw how it was made and how it worked, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, and obviously some people are going to complain about the price. But some people don't understand that. First thing, you got to make some money, and secondly, you got to start with a donor gun. And a donor gun dealer on a donor regular Glock is about four hundred and forty dollars, four hundred and fifty bucks. Yep. So that's a big investment to start with, and then you got to yeah. do all the mods and the work and everything. So I I think it's kind of cool, actually. You know. I,
0: yeah. If if it's obviously not for everyone, there's no gun that's for every single person. No, I no, think. No. Uh, you know, people need to figure out what fits what they're looking for. And obviously, you could just have a regular Glock and have it on your hip. I mean, I've got a uh, Glock forty-three right now. I'll, I'll tell you about that today, a little later, about what about people and their guns. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. We should talk about that. But I think that that's one of the concerns from people. And what people need to realize is, you guys are not Glock. You're not building these. I don't know what it costs for Glock to build it. We could probably we could all speculate on that. But you've got to buy it from Glock. Then you have to modify it. Now, um, one of the questions that I have here from Crack to know uh, Crackbot, excuse me, he wants to know um, any way they can just sell the lower or do you guys have? Okay, so uh, there's four ways
2: that you can buy or, or get a full conceal. You can either buy the full pistol, like we've talked about, you can buy just a frame from us, and you can do polymer 80 route, which we'll show later, but you can also send us your Glock 43 or your Gen 3 or Gen 4 Glock 19, and we can modify your pistol and return it to you as a full concealed M3D
0: or M3S. Okay, so what's the prices on those options that you just listed, starting with if someone sends their Glock 19 or Glock 43 to you? Okay, if you send your Glock to us for a conversion, it's
2: 4.99. Um okay. and then what what the way that works is you go to our, our website fullconceal.com sign up for the conversion. We're going to send you a box. You're going to clear your pistol, remove lead the magazine at home. Put the pistol in the box, send it to us. We're going to remanufacture that pistol or convert it. Put it back in the box and send it back to you. So there's no bell
1: oh, okay. involved because it's gunsmithing. Right. Okay. And Go had, ahead, Walter. No, no, no. That's um, exactly right. Now, isn't the 43 the same frame as a 42? Yes. So we do a 42 also? Yes. You, we
2: can do any compact or subcompact frame that's a single stack. Okay. Okay. So, okay. Well, um, I, got, I got a 42. As long, as long as the frames are the same and we get, we get that question a lot, it shows – uh, like the Glock 40 that's a 23, we can do that. We can do that frame and, and send it back. So there are some 40 caliber Glock or 40 caliber full conceal M3Ds running
0: around out there that were conversions. Okay. And you can convert a Glock 19. Why can't you convert other Glocks? Because the Glock 19 is double stacked, isn't it? Yes. Okay. And, and it, so. has
2: with, it has to do with the engineering uh,
0: and the dimensions of. The hinge and latch mechanism. Okay, and then one question I wanted to ask really quick before we get into anything else for that you said four ninety nine if someone's sending it into you, right? Right. Okay. Do you get um, what? What do you get out of that? Just the conversion? Yeah. Do you get a magazine? What comes you know, back? Yeah,
2: you know, when you come back, it's got our trigger, our hinge mechanism, the full twenty one round magazine, the grip retention device, which is. I'll use the Polymer 80 so you can see it a little bit better. But um, it's
0: this device up on the front, if you can see that. Okay. Yeah. Hold on. Let me lock it in on you here. So this is a little sneak preview. We are going to talk about the Polymer 80 version here in a second. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. And so what
2: the grip retention device does is it holds it all in transport mode. So you can't, the magazine, when you got a 21-round magazine, there's a little bit more weight to it. So it keeps it from uh, dropping. Okay. So, and, and new stuff, we're working on an improvement of the grip retention device. Uh, like everything else, we, we want to keep going back and making things just a little bit better.
0: Absolutely. So let me just go through a bunch of uh, some of the questions here. Uh, Walter, if you've got anything, you can uh, feel free to jump in. And I do want to say that I think over time, I don't want to speak for you guys, you're, you're your own company. But I think people so for example, Ghost Tactical says love the concept, but they may price a lot of people out of the market. I think that getting the kit gives you options, all of these things may come down. As um, as Full Conceal grows and, you know, manufacturing gets easier for them, they recover some costs right. and all that kind of stuff. This is all business. Right. So um, let's see what else we got in here. I'm trying to go through. Walter, I don't know if you have anything. Um, uh, let's see what uh, Scott P79 says. If I'm spending over a thousand bucks on a pistol, I'm buying a Shadow Tactical 2 CZ. OK, <laughs> nothing okay. wrong with that. Do each your own. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Nothing wrong with that. Um, John Dieter says the idea has been tried once but failed miserably. Every time they folded it, the rounds would pop out of the cylinder of the revolver. Laugh out loud. I don't know. Have you ever heard of that gun? I'm yeah. not sure what gun. Uh, Walter, do you have any idea? You no,
1: know, I'm only one I'm familiar with is these guys. So yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure that
2: Jim Bowie got caught hell. The first
0: time someone made a folding pocket knife. Um, I shoot my AK naked says, I'm assuming he said I've shot, but he said I've shit in his comment here. But uh, he says, I've shot one nice trigger. So that's that's a good uh, thing to bring up here. How is that trigger different from the standard trigger other than the fact that it gives us that safety when it's folded? Okay, so our trigger is a
2: truly flat trigger, which is all the rage right now. It breaks right at 90 degrees, and it re- the, the reset on it is super short. Uh, it, it's gonna break right around five and a half pounds, so it's not much lighter than the factory trigger, but because of the, the physics of the way the trigger is shaped, you get a little bit more leverage on the trigger, and then our reset is super short. Let me see. I'll try to do this with the camera just to show you. Um, And again, this is an attempt, but so I'm going to try to do this where I don't know if y'all can see that. Is that better?
0: Yeah, yeah. You can see see it. Yeah.
2: Break right there. Okay. I'm going to hold it and try to charge it without letting go. All right. So, look. It just reset right there. Can y'all mm-hmm. see that? Yeah. So again, it's all the way back. So it's resetting right at pretty close to ninety degrees. Right? Mm-hmm. So you got a truly flat trigger. Um, you've got the trigger safety that I talked about. So when the when the triggers when the grip's folded forward in transport mode, there's no way you can make the pistol detonate. Um, and then you don't have that, you don't have that weird button in the, in the middle. So you're not fighting, not, not that you fight that, but it's a truly flat trigger. So the physics behind it, it it works better. And everybody that shoots our pistol, um, and I'm not just saying this, it's true. Everybody that shoots our pistol loves the the way the trigger feels. Uh, and for, um, I'm kind of getting off into reliability, but my pistol, uh, let's see if this is not, Okay, yeah, this is my pistol. This gun has over 3,400 rounds through it. We've, not ever, we've never cleaned the gun. Uh, my 11-year-old up to uh, older ladies and every demographic in between have shot this pistol. Uh, we've not had one stoppage or malfunction. We've not been choosy with the ammo we, we've picked, uh, and we've not been choosy with conditions. We haven't influenced anything other than letting people shoot it. Right. Uh, And I'm going to try to get to 10,000 rounds to this gun without cleaning it and just see what happens. So We get asked reliability questions. I can say, hey, this gun right here has X number of rounds to it. And these are the issues we've had.
0: Yeah. And then also what I mean, you know, first of all, as an aside, what I'm going to try to do is get my hands on one or maybe a few of these and uh, torture test them on my own. See what comes out of it. Um, You know, I know that people have concerns. What we're trying to do here with this video is answer those concerns. I'm not trying to convince anyone to buy this or anything. And we're trying to take the time. I think, Trey, you'll be here for whatever time we have here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So just imagine, like, we're able to talk to the guys who – who manufacture these guns and ask them questions so that the folks out there who do want to purchase them or thinking about them or want to get some knowledge of it, you know, you can come straight to uh, the source here and ask questions, so that's why we're here doing this. Uh, I'm gonna go through a few more comments and then we'll jump in here a little bit more. Vanessa Kitty says, make a folding kunin. Oh God! Here goes. Here goes. Vanessa Cootie is all. What am I saying? (laughs) Yeah, Vanessa Kitty is all about the (laughs) cooties. Okay, that was a slip. That was a slip. Don't be mad. Don't be mad at me. Uh, The pant says, "Wait, why do I want a pistol to take longer to draw?" Um, Okay, that's that's reasonable. We'll let Trey address that. Um, Special K wants to know. if it will survive being tossed on the ground, like the P10C, etc., yep. and then Razor JB, who's a big supporter of mine, but not a supporter of this uh, this particular platform, he has a comment. Razor JB says, "This is silly." Sorry. <laughs> so, do we want do we want to, <laughs> we want to uh, deal with some of these some of these here? Do you okay, want to start? So yeah,
2: yeah. The first the first one I'll deal with is the pistol that I just showed. And I think me and you talked about this uh, when we met last, uh, that pistol has been dropped. Uh, the, the first day that I got that pistol, uh, I was out in Las Vegas. We were doing some informational videos for our website and, and we dropped the pistol in a safe manner, a controlled, in a controlled environment on, on a enclosed range uh, from the same level that you would if you were firing the pistol. I dropped that pistol probably eight, nine, 10 times, maybe more uh, to get the video of us doing the drop test. Uh, We had no uh, negligent discharges. We had no uh, failures in the the mechanism. Uh, when When the gun would land, it would land on the floor plate of the magazine. And I would reach down a few of the times it landed, the latch came unlatched, but when you grab, the natural uh, grabbing or picking up of the gun would relatch the magazine, and I would I could dump 22 rounds out of that magazine without uh, a, a malfunction or any kind of failure. So we also, later that day, and that one day we, we shot 1,200 rounds through the gun. So later that day, uh, in another controlled, safe area, I was able to get behind some cover and throw the pistol, and it probably went twenty feet just to see what would happen uh I don't know anybody that would throw a gun, but i, I did it just to kind of see and, and when we threw it it didn't I don't know how it exactly it landed, but the the grip did not come unlatched, and I was able to continue to shoot the whole magazine out of it and and again, we've not had a Uh, stoppage or malfunction with that pistol that's been dropped and everything else. So um, to address the reliability problem or the reliability, we've done some of that torture testing.
0: Um. Uh, Hold on one second. Let me see. Crackbot gave us five bucks. He wants me to ask this question again. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Crackbot. We appreciate it. Um, Any chance on just the lower? So uh, I don't know if you want to uh, address that again there, Trey. Yes. Uh, can, Can people just get a lower?
2: You can just buy a frame from us. So you can buy the full pistol, just a frame. You can build your own frame, or you can send us your full gun
0: for a conversion. Mm-hmm.
2: So, right. so
0: yeah, I'm not sure if that answers Crackbot's question. There, surely he's talking about just the lower part of it. Maybe he, he's talking about just the frame, and you're saying yes, you can get just a frame because you just can. Frame. You can. Yeah, you can, um, and you can get just a frame directly from you guys, or are you saying that's from Polymer eighty? No, you can you can get a Glock, a factory
2: Glock frame that we've made into a full concealed frame from us
0: through our website. And and what does that cost?
2: Uh, I'm not. We reduced the price on the frame, so I'm not exactly sure what it is.
0: Uh, but yeah, let's, it's, on our, it's on our website. I, I don't yeah. know. Let me see. Let me see if I could pull it up here and uh, I'll, I'll pull it up. I'll pull up full conceals website and, um, any, let's see the other questions that we had in there. So Razor right, JB so, said, this is, this is so, silly jazz
2: hands real quick. There was a guy, yeah. <laughs> uh, a guy asked about the draw. Okay. Um, and we get this all the time. Uh, so it's like any other pistol. If you train with it, you can get it out of your front or back pocket as quickly as most people can draw from a holster outside or inside the waistband. Now I'm not a world champion three gun guy. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people that can outdraw me. Um, but if you train with our pistol, you can get it to under two and a half seconds. So, um, you don't have to put the gun together. The gun is together. You have to draw it out of your pocket or out of, out of where you're carrying it and go from transport mode to ready mode and the gun is ready to fire. So like anybody else that can get to an under two second draw from uh, appendix, they train to that. I would say that you could train to pull an pistol from concealment in a front or the back pocket or a holster and get it out just as fast. You can also lock our grip into place and carry it in a regular Kydex holster outside or inside the waistband. So you don't have to keep it, you don't have to fold the gun down. You can carry it in a traditional manner like any other pistol.
0: Okay, and, and why, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the things, like I'm not sure why the draw is so important um, other than the fact that obviously like in the videos and things like that that came out from you guys, you know, people were showing like the fast draw and all that. But is that, is that like a super important part of the whole thing?
2: You know, if you're carrying concealed to protect yourself, I can see where that would be important. Uh, yeah. but, but my thing is, is, you know, I think the most important thing for being able to protect yourself is having a high degree of situational awareness, knowing mm-hmm. what's going on around you. There's a great book called left of bang that I've referred people to, uh, that was written, uh, out of the Marine Corps combat hunter program and and, and it's just combat profiling. So, um, I, even if I was carrying a traditional pistol, which I do a lot, um, I would be, I would want to have a better understanding of my surroundings than I would to be able to get the pistol out super quick.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe you know, in we other, would you, other words, if somebody, if somebody bushwhacks, it doesn't matter how fast you can get it out. If you get, if you get jumped and you don't know you're going to get jumped, it doesn't matter
0: it depends who's bushwhacking you i mean if uh I mean if like I said if you if you're just dumb, dumb if dumb, Angela dumb, Bassett is bushwhacking me with some bush I can get it out pretty fast. Right. <laughs> well,
1: and if, you get, if you
0: get bushwhacked by a 98 pounds <laughs>
2: dude with yeah. pants on I'm probably not going to pull my gun out I'm probably just going to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> right.
1: right. Yeah. But you know well, if if you if you're right. just if you're just dumb you know how you are sometimes you're not thinking just bumbling along and dumb dumb dumb, dumb. you think oh shit I'm not even looking around to see what's going on you know. Mm-hmm. It's like it could happen any place, you
0: know, yeah, I think that all comes into play with when you're so, for example, you've got butterfly knives and all that that people could do all these tricks. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's got definitely has a cool factor to it. I don't think it's super important, right? You know the the fact of the matter is uh, I think we should talk about purpose here. And I think right. a lot of people would would carry this in a way that it's uh, deeper concealment than whatever your usual everyday carry is, right? I, I, I
2: agree with you, and, and, and we're kind of drifting back into the, the, the ability to draw, to draw the pistol quickly or, or get the pistol into action quickly. Um, if that's your thing, we're not – our gun is not the end-all, be-all, concealed pistol. It's not. I have five or six different pistols that I choose from on a day-to-day basis that I choose to carry with me. One is a a standard Glock 43, one is a regular old Glock 17 that I usually carry in the winter time because it's bigger. Um, I uh, have our full conceal M3 Delta and M3S, and then I have a Smith & Wesson M&P 2.0. And I either have one of those guns with me or two of them with me all the time. Most of the time I carry my full conceal in my computer bag. Um, and then a lot of times when I just have it, I grab it to go to the grocery store or a convenience store and just throw it in my back pocket because I'm walking out the door and I don't feel like messing with a holster. Yeah. So where you know, where I think our – and where you were kind of asking is is the the deeper concealment or – What I call the casual concealed carry crowd, a lady that carries a gun in her purse, a
0: backpacker, a fisherman. um, uh, Guys that carry their guns in their pockets or cargo pants or like Walter. Walter is a pocket guy, right, Walter? No, I'm not messing with you, right? Uh -uh. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Yeah. Walter is yeah. one of those guys. So it may, I think that's why for, th- that's what I'm trying to tell people that this is obviously not for everyone, but I think there are guys out there that don't like, what is it with you, Walter? Do you not like holsters? We should, I should, I uh, should have you noticed
1: how hot it is
0: outside? Yeah, sure. In Florida. I still I carry. Mean, so if,
1: I, if I'm going to wear a holster, I'm going to have to worry lots of clothes. Okay. To cover it up. And where are you going to be printing? Yeah. So, so that exactly. so that's I mean, I, where casual. I can't carry, I can't carry my flap holster yet on the outside yet here. So in Florida. <laughs> so um, true, so, true. So I mean, to me, I I just don't find it. Um, I, I just don't like having extra clothing on. You know.
0: Yeah. Okay. And see, that's the point. Like, I wear oversized shirts for that same reason that Walter's saying. Walter likes to be sexy and wear undersized shirts <laughs> no. so, so that no. he looks more muscul- muscular. <laughs> but listen, uh, all kidding aside, like, we just assume everyone uses holsters. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's things, as there's toolboxes, there's carry bags, computer bags. Some guys have a man bag you know that you see a dude's always carrying a bag around you know i mean yeah true yeah i I don't know what the source of this
2: statistic is but there's 30 percent of the concealed carry demographic that does not use a
0: holster and and that's where our what percentage i'm sorry did you say 43 30 30 33 okay 30 30 percent
2: um and again i can't remember where that's quoted from but Anyway, the the statistic is out there, but that 30 that that's where I feel like our pistol kind of has an advantage because it's safer to carry. Because if you're not if let's say a woman or a lady carrying a a gun in a purse, she's either got the the pistol in the purse floating around in there where keys or something (laughs) on the trigger or she's got the pistol in what I call a sleeve holster in her hands in in the bag. So. Mm -hmm or she's got it in some kind of holster that's attached to the purse. Well, if it's not attached to the purse, she's got to clear the, that sleeve holster to get the gun out to where she can use it. Where ours, you just have to reach in there, grab it with your hand and then lock the grip into place. And the, so you, to me, it's just easier and it's safer because when that, when that pistol's locked into transport mode, you can't get to the trigger to, to, to detonate or manipulate the trigger. Until okay. you got the grip locked into place. Right. Um, and then for like a backpacker, uh, w- one of the military applications that would be great for our pistol is put our pistol in three 21-round loaded magazines and put it under the seat of a pilot's plane so it's part of his survival kit. Right, right, right. So if inject, he's got, you know, 90 or 120 rounds in a 9 millimeter attached to... the the seat of his aircraft that he ejected with. Uh, And it takes less space. And it takes less space. So if you have a fisherman that wants to have a pistol in his tackle box or a businessman that wants to keep a pistol in his briefcase, and and, in that scenario, because our pistol doesn't look like a pistol, if he opens his briefcase and some – we've literally had people think our pistol was a a stapler sitting up on the table (laughs) – so, and that, I'm not making that up. No, because,
1: I mean I can see where you, you you see a gap and you see metal, and it, it traditionally has that look, you know. Right. I mean, with a little bit of um, with a little bit of vinyl on the side, you could put the name of the stapler on it. And people think it's a stapler. That looks like it could be a stapler. So
2: if that's in your briefcase, you're not alarming the general public. Hey, the guy's got a gun in there, but it's just sitting in there. If you need it, then you know that that's where you, you start drifting away from the appendix inside the waistband draw and put five rounds down range in under a second yeah to i
0: mean and you could you can also camouflage that further if you wanted to
1: uh, well yeah right I
0: mean, yeah so it,
1: just a simple just a simple wrap around it and it's, yeah. right, and it's gone
0: yeah so yeah so um i carry my revolver in single action says he likes that 43 uh firearm rack one, uh he says his concern is tough use uh, how much testing have you guys done on the mechanism? Obviously, I would think the mechanism and the trigger would be failure points. Those are places people will be worried about. So, we,
2: we've we've done what we feel like is extensive testing, and all that stuff is ongoing. Uh, I mean, every time I shoot my pistol, that's a test. Um, but like I said earlier, we've dropped it, we've we've abused it. Now, I don't know what the failure breaking poundages or anything like that. Um, But I would not be associated with this company if I didn't feel like it was rugged. Um, Can you break it? Yeah. If you hit it with a freaking sledgehammer, you could break it. Um, But it's, it's going to survive the wear and tear that, that people put guns, normal guns through. So, uh, and here's the thing. If, if something, if something breaks or fails, we have a full manufacturer's lifetime warranty that, that we will take the gun back and, and, and fix it. So uh, could you break it? Absolutely. It's like any other mechanism on the planet. Uh, if, it, if something moves one time uh, uh, at some point, it's going to stop doing it because it's a, a mechanism.
0: Yeah. And I think that some people would say, well, you know, if you break it and, uh, and that's your only gun, first of all, you don't want to break it when it's the only gun you have on you to use, right? You definitely don't want that. And if you break it and it's your only gun and you have to send it back in, then you have no gun. I, I would suggest that this is not the kind of thing that you get into as your only option. You know, that's just, that's just my suggestion on it, unless you really trust it and you take the time to do that. Um, You know, we've invited Trey to come down to the Hacienda and do some tests with us. As I've said before, uh, you know, we're going to try to get our hands on one where we could test it ourselves over a long time and see. Only time's going to tell with stuff like that. Right. I think, you know, and there'll be other people out there that will do the same thing. Uh, Brian Quick says, uh, I'll be the lone dissenter and say I will never understand this product or the people that think it's a good idea. Capitalism will prevail. <laughs> you know, um, I I don't think everyone's agreeing with this thing. So there you um, go. That's why we're doing this. Go ahead, Walter. No, they haven't from day one.
1: I mean, there's been. I just remember when before I saw anything or knew anything about it, I saw some people, and right away it's like ah ah, you know, it's ah, you know, and I'm like, they haven't even seen the thing. I mean, I I've heard that with other people with other guns too. That they're experts about everything. And they've never even touched one of these guns. So how you, I yeah. hate, that. I hate that car. How can that car be any good? We've never seen that car. How do you know it's not any good? And, and uh, you know, again,
2: that's, everybody's entitled their own opinion. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my my only thing is, is I would invite you to, to go on our website, look at the information on there, go to our dealer locator, go put your hands on the gun and make an informed Judgment based off of what you're actually seeing uh, and if you're lucky enough to be near a dealer that has a range and a range gun go shoot it um, and, and then it still may not be for you I mean there's some guys that will never carry anything but a 1911 and I'm okay with that you mm-hmm. know all I'm saying is that we've given the American shooting public another option Right. It may not be the option that you choose, and I'm good with that. But if you do choose it and it's your only gun, and we pulled somebody out of the non gun carrying crowd to now a gun owner that's exercising their Second Amendment rights, I'm all for that. And like yeah. I said, I don't, I have five or six different pistols to choose from, and I don't always carry our pistol. And I think it's, I think people, I'm just being honest. Um, <clears throat> some some days I carry a Smith & Wesson. Some days I carry a Glock. Some days I carry a Smith & Wesson and my full concealed M3D. Some days that M3D is the only pistol that I have with me. Um, yeah. And when you carry it, do you always carry it folded? Yes. You and do. And okay. The reason I do that is because I carry it in my computer bag. I have a, a Maxpedition sling bag that I keep my laptop in. And I carry it in that pouch uh, or if I'm not carrying in that, I carry it in my pocket to go run into a store or something like that.
0: Yeah. So and there. And so this is where the point comes up. Like if I, I see Bricks uh, has this comment, and says, how does this help you call um, timeout? So he, question mark, call timeout so you can unfold, then engage a threat, question mark. And I'm not trying to sound rude. And I don't think it's rude. I uh-huh. think it's a good question to ask. I I think that depends on every person. If you're going to get this and and you're going to carry it folded and you practice taking it out or whatever, you could probably do that pretty fast and all that kind of stuff. I wouldn't necessarily get into – me personally, I wouldn't necessarily get into that. Um, As Trey is saying, as Walter is saying, if you're carrying this in a different way and you just want to make sure that you have something on you, then how – and and in a situation where how fast you deploy it doesn't really – I don't know what kind of time difference is gonna make there. You know, it's better to have something on you than to go, you know what? Wait a second. Are you gonna t- call timeout to go home? Well, and, and <laughs> you know, and go
2: get into your safe to get something. And I'm not and I'm not knocking the guy's question because it is a legitimate question. But but unless you already are smart enough to already have your pistol or firearm out and ready, you're gonna have to ask time out anyway right. because you gotta clear. Your gun from concealment, you got to draw it, and then you got to level it to get it ready to shoot the person. So there's still there's still some time in there where you have to time out or, or whatever his comment was, and I'm not bashing him. That's a legitimate comment.
0: So yeah. all I'm saying there, is there's, there's free, multiple scenarios that you can get into with people, and I think are never shows. you're never gonna you're never gonna
1: satisfy everybody because everybody's got their own idea of what they want or need
0: or should have or right yeah i I just think there's multiple scenarios so um let's say like right now how i'm carrying i have a i have a kydex holster on my hip if i'm really close to someone and we get into something i've got to get it out and i'm not even going to aim or anything right Right. i'm going to get it out and i'm going to pull the trigger in the direction of that person without you know without doing much of anything else. And then there's all kinds of scenarios to back off from that. But in in that scenario, it's the same thing. If you had it in your pocket, you'd have to get it out of your pocket like, like a, a, a knife, a folded knife or something like that, and then flip it. If you've only got one hand to do that with, you'd have to get it into operation and then be able to do something with it. Yeah. That may or may not be faster, slower, or whatever, depending on how you train with it.
2: And I will answer the question like this. I don't know what the time is, but I do know that if you train with this pistol, you can one-handed draw the gun. So, And it's I can't do it here because of the camera limitations, but you are grabbing the pistol by the top of the frame and then rotating it out and away from your body and then using the heel of the magazine or the floor plate in your butt cheek or your thigh and rotating the gun and then rolling the gun in your hand. So you can do a one-handed draw and, and lock the grip into place with some training. And there's some videos uh, that Rob Pincus did with me in our booth at NRA. Uh, and then there were some videos that were posted not too long ago of me showing a one handed draw with the the M3S out of my back pocket. So you can do it. And my, my thing is, is if you got a guy that's training to do that, he can be as effectively fast with our pistol as any other pistol, but you've got to train. My thing is, is have a good gun and have great training. Mm
0: -hmm. And, And realize everything's, you're gonna get into different scenarios. And if there's some reason why you don't carry a gun on you, like walter was saying you know you, you don't want to put on a bunch of clothing but you don't want it to be seen you carry it in the pocket you want to put it into the pocket of a bag or something like that that may not have a specific uh gun holster or gun pouch or whatever it is in there you want a different option if you want it in your car or wherever it is this is just an option and you know i think uh that's the best that we could say about it there. I, I wanna move on in a, in a couple of minutes to the other options that you guys have. Tango Hunter has a comment, he says, anyone use ETS magazine, uh, mags successfully? My brother-in-law bought some for his G43, they had issues. So um, I don't know, what, what, what experiences anyone out there had with the ETS magazines?
1: I think I have, that's, is that what you guys are using? I have some, but I haven't shot them too much actually. Yes. The, I have them for the 42.
2: And and I I'm not going to sit here and endorse or knock ETS, uh, but we're working on a better magazine solution right now. Okay. All right. Cool. So um, let's see here. The, that's only for the forty three. Now I've ever heard, I've never heard anybody complain about the PMag.
0: Okay. From uh, the the Glock. Well, that's that's um, that's Glocks, right? The PMag, obviously. I'm going to assume uh, yes, that's, it's a Magpul 21. Round. A Magpul, I mean, yeah. Magpul. Excuse me. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I know there's still a bunch of people. Uh, Razor JB says that all those potential breaking points period, uh, complete novelty. So um, potential breaking points in there. Um, I, I think the only way, the only way to, to, to deal with that is to test it. I don't know what you have to say. Walter, you make stuff. What do you think about this? I was and you impressed. handled it.
1: I w- yeah, I was impressed with the way it was made, actually, at the shot show. Um, that's one of the things I look at, you know, the metal and the how it all works together and everything. And I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It all right. Wasn't, so, you
2: know. Very early on, we had a gun that was made out of 3D printed plastic parts. The latch mechanism uh the trigger, and we shot a few rounds through that gun. Um, Now, it wouldn't last, but to to answer the guy's question about reliability, when the gun is locked into place, you've got a stick through the middle of it, the magazine, you've got your hand wrapped around it. We've shot the gun with no latch mechanism and had no issues. Now, you wouldn't want it to be like that all the time, but just to show the the functionality of it, you're holding – the the gun and the grip, the lower part of the grip and the upper part of the grip together with your hand. And then you've got a full stick, the magazine going up through the middle of it. Uh, so at some point that latch mechanism could and probably will fail. I don't know how many times you're going to have to fold unfold to to get it to fail, but I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that it's failure proof because it's a mechanism. But I'm just mm-hmm. telling you that once it's once the grip is locked into place and you've got your hand around it, you can shoot it all day long without having a problem. Um, and, and we had we had a guy at TriggerCon this year come up and he had such a death grip on the pistol. He was making the latch mechanism come undone with the heel of his hand. And, and I, I asked him, I said, let me see the gun. And I took it and I would shoot it and everything was fine. But and I don't know if he was trying to get it, to, to I don't know what he was trying to do, but it was it was obvious he was grabbing it a lot harder than a normal person was, uh, and and he was he was a media guy, uh, he, he's on YouTube. I'm not going to mention his name, but it seemed to me like after he walked away, he was trying to induce a failure. Uh, so, but I mean, you had to have been watching him to see how hard. I couldn't get
0: it. I couldn't grab it as hard as I couldn't get it to do it. I could not be someone it. who like uses his wrist for some other actions that make that <laughs> wrist pretty. Yeah. So yeah. he, <laughs> he, he, he,
1: he was doing this with a magazine in it.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's some serious uh, grip strength but right I there. Couldn't,
2: I couldn't replicate it. And a guy that was with me was able to do it once and he couldn't get it to do it again.
1: Uh, uh, why would you squeeze it that hard when you were using the gun?
0: I, I don't know. I still don't think so. And what happened when he did that, just out of curiosity?
2: Uh, I said, let me see it. And I locked the grip back into place by putting my hand around it and shot two rounds, hit the target, and handed it back to him, said nothing's wrong with it. And he okay. did it. And I said, we'll give it back. And I shot two more rounds, gave it back, and then he couldn't do it again and shot, finished shooting the maximum. <laughs> and then okay. – he picked up a full production Glock, uh, the M3 Delta, uh, not the Polymer 80. That, that We were having that problem on the Polymer 80. Uh, on the full production pistol, he, he had no issues at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with trying to make stuff fail. Nope. I think that's a good thing. Let's try to make it fail, figure out what failure points would be and what to do with it. So, yeah.
2: And when I come down there, we're going to try. And uh, I should have you guns coming uh
0: pretty soon okay but, cool yeah we will we will endeavor to break it yep
1: um i'll yeah. just endeavor to use it we're gonna yes. to i use mean it. I, i'm not one that believes yeah. in the breaking it busting on it trying to break it on purpose. <laughs> yeah See, that's not the way that. that's not the way the guns get used sorry no <laughs> i the, get that i totally i mean would be like it'd be like taking this like, like this and just beating against the table that's not the way the guns get used we're, we're going to shoot it with an RPG and see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to run it over with a tank. Come on. That's um, not can
0: things. we get an RPG? Uh, I, I can. I don't know anybody. But. <laughs> uh, well, Trey's looking around like he's got an RPG. Somewhere. I probably
1: could arrange a tank if I tried hard enough. Yeah. I, have, <laughs> I have. I now have dogs in my house. Oh, they oh, can choke. Okay. They can gnaw it. I got an a, 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 a Italian mastiff growing up, so that thing can gnaw on anything. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, but listen, we will try to put it through its paces. I, I want to know, I like to know where things fail and all that kind of stuff I do too. and do unusual, um, you know, Ooh. unusual pressures and all that kind of stuff on things to see what happens because I think that's a good thing. It's good for us all to know where we fail. Right.
2: I, or, I agree. And, and, you know, from a, from a testing and engineering and improving standpoint, I think you need to be honest about fairs and shortcomings, uh, because that's going to help us go back and redesign the next model better. Uh, but if, if I had to pick this pistol up and defend myself with it, I would have no problems. And I'm saying that in in all honesty and integrity. Uh, I, I would
0: I would kill the shit out of somebody with the <laughs> if I needed to. Yeah. Um, so we've got lots of people saying what they would do with a thousand bucks. <laughs> so we've got lots of comments on that some people say um i think someone here was saying that they would buy the uh the shtf 50 i think that was um one of the guys that just shot it okay. i don't know if that was gorillas and guns or one of those guys that, that was just over, shot the, it. Yeah, over the weekend yeah that was armament and Axis, yeah. did that. yeah armament and axes there you go okay. yeah um so that's good someone said if he had a thousand he would buy a 45 and an ar plus rounds and Someone says they would buy this gun or that gun. That's a yeah, absolutely. That's called freedom, people. Yep, it's called uh, freedom. Absolutely, freedom get on. what you want to get. Um, All Thumbs wants to know what kind of warranty comes with the conversion. It
2: comes with a full manufacturer's lifetime warranty.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Uh, firearm rack wants to know: Did you just say that the forty-two and forty-three are the same frame? Yeah, we question did say that. Yeah. Yeah. We so, do you want to
2: revisit that? I, huh? I think I think they are. I'm not. I'm not totally sure, but they look to be the same size. And if, okay. are, if it is a, if it is the same frame, we can do the conversion on a 42 and a 43, mm-hmm. just like we do on a 19 frame and a 23
1: mm-hmm. frame. Okay, we may, have, may have, to have to verify, to verify that. that. Okay. Yeah, I I I'm
0: not that. sure about that. Actually, I mean, yeah. yeah. Um.
1: There
0: could be some yeah. internal differences, but Yeah, we would have to look at that. So that's not a hundred percent. Don't uh don't hold us don't, all to I that. that. I don't I don't um, know that we've done any
1: forty twos, but if it's the same size frame we can do it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not like ultra glock boy or anything, so I couldn't tell you for sure. So
0: um yeah, I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're the same size, but I could be wrong. Maybe there's I don't know if there's someone like in engineering or whatever at full conceal that we can get in touch with and we'll we'll we will uh you know we will verify that. So um so Tyvon Show wants to know if you're gonna offer this on a Beretta because Tyvon Show is again he Tyven's against um any polymer handguns. Can't so,
1: do it on a
0: beretta. And I'll tell you why, because the
1: grips are not part of the part of that frame assembly that gets cut and, and So how you, you're going to have you'd have to make a completely different uh, frame to do it on a Beretta. I'm going to answer the I'm going to answer the question this way: We are fairly confident that we can take any
2: well. polymer framed striker fired pistol and and make a like pistol that's very similar to the full
0: conceal in three D that's in production today. Yeah, he's thinking the 92, though, and that's a little yeah. frame. So, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Happen. So, and then I carry my revolver in single action, wants to know if you do it on only Glocks. So, let's go in and talk about some of the stuff that's coming up. This is probably a good point to do that. Yeah. Um You know, oh. uh, you know, let's go into what the other things are that you guys have coming up, Trey.
2: Okay, so I've already kind of showed it, but I'll, I'll break it back out. So, we just popped, we just partnered. With polymer 80 and brown L's, and you now can order a build it your own kit. So you'll get the full conceal uh, polymer 80 frame, and then you can go crazy custom on it, like I did on this one. This is a friend of mine's uh, slide and muzzle brake. Uh, it's got an RMR cut on top of it, it's got can sights on it. You can do a threaded barrel, you can put a suppressor on it, and you can build your own polymer 80 frame like
0: we did with this one okay and uh, what is that combo going to cost uh, have you guys figured that out yet and when is it coming out yeah it's it's out right now you can
2: order it off our website and the frame with the trigger and everything is 479 okay if it's 80% complete then you just have to
0: put you have to do a little bit of cutting on it and put your slide and barrel on it Okay, so the um, so that's the P eighty kit on the website. I think it's like four seventy-nine. Yep from what I could see. Okay. And then okay. Uh, the real
2: newest prototype, and I don't know if I can get it all in the in the camera, but is we're working on partnering with CAA, so we're gonna have a full concealed Rony. <laughs> what you can see right here. Right. It'll come with a 34-round magazine. It's going to have the same collapsibility as our pistol. So, hold on just a second. So you have a very small pistol caliber carbine or a backpack. Sun was nice enough to give us this sight. Uh, It won't come with an optic, but you can put whatever optic or iron sights you want on that. So... That's the very newest thing. These should be in production and shipping around Christmas. So these are like super new. This is a prototype. There's only two of these in the world.
0: Okay. So, um, and when do you guys expect that that's coming out? Uh, We're hoping to have it done by Christmas. Okay. And then uh, there's some changes to what we see here that you got, that you're going to make.
2: Yeah, there's a few small changes that we're working on. I'm not sure exactly what the final product's going to be. But the cool thing is, is when you get this, you get the chassis and you get our gun inside of it. So you'll have one of these inside of this. So you can have a pistol or a pistol
0: caliber carbine like this. Okay. And um, obviously, we've got comments on that going up there. Do Do you know price on this? We have not set an MSRP yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think uh, Razor JB likes this even less. Even less. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and some people are asking, and, and I think, hey, it's a valid question. Let's ask it. What is, uh, you know, and there's mixed reviews on this. Like Brick says that that looks slick. But at the same time, people are asking, like, what's the point of it being an erroneous setup? What do you guys have to say to that?
1: What well,
2: we're just making a more compact pistol caliber carbine. For me,
1: if if I had to give a purpose, I just think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not. And you know, and you know what, a lot of people buy stuff because it
0: is the cool factor. Cool. Really,
1: so, dad's yeah. hands.
2: Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's so, like
0: what. What does nothing fancy say? Sometimes it's just the other side of the pillow. Cool, oh, right? <laughs> and, like
1: and 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 you know what? You're giving that people that option if they want it. You don't right. have to buy it if you don't like it. Don't mm-hmm. buy it. You right. And, and, um, the last thing that they want you to do is buy their stuff and then be unhappy. Just yeah. like me, I'd rather sell my stuff to somebody that loves my stuff and wants it versus somebody that I hear complain constantly. Right. And <laughs> yeah. You know,
2: one of the the applications would be, you know, a camper and having a bear gun. One of the things that we're talking about doing is building the Roni chassis for a 10-millimeter long slide. So you got a little bit more of a carbine caliber in a smaller package. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen, but that's just one of the things that we talked about, and that's some of the feedback we're getting from some of the people that we've interacted with at shows. Um, and again, I don't know what the final version, excuse me, is going to be or look like, but it was a collaboration that we wanted to do with CAA. Uh, and we're working on having a production model of that. Uh, and there's going to be people that hate it. Uh, my favorite negative comment to date (laughs) is, and I think I'm going to do a t-shirt of this is put a cape on it. Then it'll be super gay. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> that yeah I, I was like that's t-shirt worthy
1: yeah
0: yeah yeah um and razor jb i'm i'm just i'm using <laughs> his comments because you know uh razor jb has supported me for a long time which i appreciate he says i won't buy it but we're here discussing so we're giving our opinions yep. which is true i don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah
2: no I, i'm i have learned to welcome all of The comments and opinions. So, thanks, Razor JB. I'm not well.
1: You know, opt out of gun control is talking about. It's called the bricks. Is called the Chris Vector. I'm not a big Chris. I'm not a big Chris Vector fan. I think it's like goofy. I mean, it's big and it, you know. But some people love the Chris Vector. I know some people who do. Right. Um, (laughs) It's just not my cup of tea. So hey, I I would Um, like to. I would like to have a Chris Vector. I think they're cool. I would, uh, I would, I would put one in my collection, but is yeah. is, is it like on top of the list? Eh. I, I don't know what I need
0: it for, but I would. Well, somebody, yeah. there's lots of other guns that do the same thing. Right. Yeah, CB says innovation is what the gun industry needs. Look, so the Chris Vector, I like the Chris Vector under certain circumstances. I like it full auto and suppressed, As long as somebody else is buying the ammo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it, there's there's some sense to it, full auto and suppressed. I mean, honestly.
1: Uh, I don't.
0: Maybe with uh, like a binary trigger, it it makes more sense there. There are things about the Chris vector, but the whole vector part of that doesn't really come into play unless it's full auto or you've got some kind of rapid fire situation going on. You don't
1: get the advantage of that whole system unless it's running full auto.
0: Yeah. Um, I I see Patrick from the firearm rack saying not a fan of semi-auto vector either the full auto gun is really decent. And that's the thing. Like if you, if you shoot the two different guns, you'll see that I've shot both. And the full auto one, you re- that whole vectoring situation that goes on in that gun comes right. into play, yeah, you man. know? So full auto suppress the double tap out of that, the, or what is it? The double or triple tap is freaking awesome.
2: My, uh, my impression of the, of, of the, the Chris is it's the Thompson of our time, but it, but you have to shoot it on full auto to get that advantage. And, and I want I want one I'm not gonna lie I want one just because I think they're cool. I think the way they're designed and the engineering behind it is cool uh, and
0: at some point I might have enough money to afford the ammo and the gun so yeah, and uh, Brian quick says, uh, what does he say here? I just need to point out the guy selling the full concealer a Moraine. So I don't know if that's good. <laughs>
2: the Marine Corps Mafia is strong, Semper Fidelis. <laughs> anybody anybody ask my favorite color crayon to eat is red. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, all right. That's um, cool. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Razor JB says smart innovation, yes, but this teaches or goes around the fundamentals and standards. Um. Yeah, I think, you know, can't deny yeah, that. It, it you know, does that Fundamentals so anyway. and standards are we going around. Uh, I probably he's talking about the fundamentals of of the draw from uh from oh. from uh from uh yeah. a-
1: and, and a president like and a president's not supposed to tweet either. All right. So you just yeah. you just
0: remember that stuff. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, and I think okay, look, so let's get into this. I would love to get in, we should get into some other stuff here. But let me ask you this, since we're talking about all of this, I don't know how much you guys can reveal or not reveal, but how many of the uh full conceal what you have out now on the market have you sold? Uh we, you could tell us. We have sold in the multiples of thousands. Okay. So I mean, you guys have sold enough of them that you think it's a good business proposition going forward.
2: Yes. And okay. The price, we work, at, we're working every day to get the price point down through production efficiencies and all those things that any other manufacturing business faces. So we're working hard to get uh, the price point as low as possible, but maintain quality and maintain uh, profitability. Profitability and <laughs> in a, in a consistent. Quality product. So, any other manufacturer does that, we're doing the same thing.
0: Okay. Okay. And um, have you, other than civilians, are you selling it to any um, law enforcement, military, special ops, or anything like that?
2: I'm very glad you asked that question. I got beat up the other day on Instagram by a guy. We sold it to several police departments. I am not going to name them, but there are several. We've sold it to one federal law enforcement agency. I will name the agency Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and we have sold some to foreign, uh, police departments and we have some interest from foreign militaries. Okay. So okay. yes, I, I yeah. will answer the question to a certain point, but I don't want to reveal uh, because i haven't, i don't have permission from the police departments that we sold to to tell who we 've sold to, but we have sold some to law enforcement and
0: state and federal yeah, and I think there's some specialized uses for this i don 't think there's any part of this that uh, if you want to fit it into what you do normally or a normal defense situation or things that you train for, then you could fit it in you better train for it exactly on top of that
2: and, and I would rather have I would rather have somebody have a good pistol and great training than a great pistol and no training. Cause what you're probably going to do is you're going to eat a $4,000 pistol when somebody that's trained beats you with it.
0: Yeah. Um, and the firearm rack would like you to go over the trigger safety, how that works when the pistol is not folded and all that kind of stuff. So if, I, I know you went over that um, before, but let's go over that again. I think that's okay. not a bad point here.
2: So th- this is our 2.0 trigger. Um, and I, it's going to be very difficult to do this on the camera, but I'm going to try. So, I don't know if you can see it, but there's a very small lever. If you look right up against the... Right yeah, I
0: see something. Here, yeah, we can see if you hold it still. So when okay, there you, go.
2: you look right there. You see that little bar moving? Yeah. Okay, that is the lock. Okay, so when the gun is down... The heel, I'm, I call it the heel of the trigger shoe. see that right there? That's what, so if I fold that down, the trigger is locked. There's no way, and I'm putting a lot of pressure on it, trying to get it to detonate or discharge. So when I come up, so again, that little bar is the locking mechanism for our trigger. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, the, that's the magic behind... The trigger safety. So when the gun is in transport mode with a round in the chamber, even though that little piece right there is exposed, there's no way you can make it detonate. Okay. The other thing is it's pushing back on the trigger bar. So it's locking the two other the plunger safety and the drop safety inside the pistol. So you're still using all three safeties. The trigger safety, it's ours, and then the factory uh plunger and drop safety inside the gun. All the internal parts, all the internal parts except for the trigger shoe are Glock original parts. So once it's like this, it's like any other Glock 19. Mm -hmm. And all the controls are the same. So, and again, it's very difficult to do this with the cameras that we have because I'm just using my little camera on my laptop. Um, but if you see the gun in person, it's very easy to see how that works.
0: Yeah, I think that, um, okay, so here we go. So I've got some uh, comments. Thanks for that. I don't know. I hope that covered everything. If Patrick from the Firearms Rack has another question, let me know. I'll try to get more details out of it. Um, opt out of gun control says he bets is sky marshals that might find this useful. Um, I, I don't comment on that. If you, you know, I don't want you to get into any trouble for coming on here.
2: All I'm going to, all I'm going to say on that is I have a very, very good friend who was like my brother in the Marine Corps and he is a federal air marshal. And because of him, now he didn't come to our booth at SHOT Show, but several of his colleagues did and they were very, very, very interested. And I'll just leave it at that.
0: Yeah. Um, and Brick says, I can see someone in an office who is not supposed to carry, have one of these stuffed into drawer. to the day he hears that one coworker who he thought was strange uh, acting a fool or something like that. Uh, Razor JB says military isn't buying this. Uh, Christian Gress <laughs> says, I don't think it's for everyone. <laughs> not, yeah. Walter, why you got to laugh? No, laugh? I mean, how does, how does he know the military Maybe. is not buying this? That's, yeah. Uh, trust me, there's more going on in the military than you know, Razor JB. So, well, um, I think you might have. There may be some uses. I can see guys who are in uh, police departments that are undercover. You know, uh, and, this,
1: and uh, I, I guess, it just as simple as having it in a bag, in addition to your other things. So, if somebody thinks you're disarmed, surprise, surprise. Oh, surprise. Okay, so
2: let, let's. And this isn't happening, but this is just another. Beside the the pilot and the ejection seat scenario, what about a machine gun team that has a barrel, a spare barrel bag? And a tripod all in a bag. Don't you think they may want to have a pistol in that bag? I'm not saying that we're doing that. I'm just saying that there's all kinds of uses oh, yeah. uh, for for the gun. But it, is a soldier going to carry our pistol? No, he's not. He's going to carry a, a full-size pistol that's either a, a, a 1911, a Beretta, or the new SIG P320 that the military yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, they've so got limitations on what they can do. A normal do. soldier doesn't care if anybody no. – he wants people to know he's armed. Right. Okay. Um, but I think that there are – I think there's situations where um, you, you, you might want to use something like this. And I think, you know, for, yeah, I and think and those situations go for civilian, non-civilian. So yeah. there you go. Uh, Christian Gress says, I don't think it's for everyone, but it's nice to have options for defense. Somebody gets of, it. Uh, James Lawson says, "Simplify." <laughs> Simplify back. Yeah, Harry's holsters uh, says that he can think of a few, uh, and I think he's referring to uh, Razor JB with the, um, you know, with, with his comment that he says he can think. Harry's holsters says he can think of a few who might. Um, so let's, uh, you know, let's um, let's ask this question right here. Holsters, Harry, Harry's holsters, he makes Kydex holsters. Yep. Are there Kydex holsters for this?
2: Yes, we have worked with uh, LAG uh, Tactical, and they have some outside and inside the waistband uh, holsters for carrying the, the pistol in traditional carry mode, so the grip is locked up. And then we have another uh, holster that is designed to carry the pistol in transport mode. Um, so the grip is locked down. It's outside the waistband. And the draw stroke is very simple. And I, I'll I'll demonstrate it without the holster. So the holster is a kydex sleeve that holds the gun by the frame. And then the draw stroke is that. So it's outside the waistband, right or left side. The gun is held like this. And then the draw stroke is just up and out of the holster makes sense okay yeah and i think -hmm. when i come down to uh shoot the pistol with an rpg and beat it with a sledgehammer and set it on fire (laughs) (laughs) i'll bring i'll bring that holster so we can play with it okay yeah okay i'll bring a
1: tank okay awesome
0: yeah. Um, I think that I think that um, Patrick from the fire, firearms rack is is saying that you still didn't explain how it how the safety works unfolded. I think he's talking probably internally somehow. But, yeah. No. So I don't know if there's some more. I don't. Can you can you revisit
2: okay. that one more time for us? How the safety, the triggers, how the safety works unfolded. So if the gun is in ready to fire mode or. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. So instead of having a button on the trigger, what what people would think is the whole entire trigger is the button. Does that make sense? So that thing right there is the button.
0: Let me lock it it in on you.
2: That's the heel of the trigger shoe right there. So by pushing back on that, you're releasing the trigger safety and allowing the gun to fire. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So, so um, Patrick says he's uh, he wants to understand how that locking bar is preventing the trigger from moving.
2: Well, w- when the gun is like that, when it's like that, it you can't it can't move because it's locked into place. So when you start when it when it's down and it, you start pushing rearward, it unlocks it.
0: Okay. Yeah. So and then so what and, I'm seeing, again, so that, I'm sil- going, that silver button that we're seeing there just above the trigger and that heel that you're talking about, is it it pushes down on that? Well, there's a there's a small bar. And again, it's yeah. The, OK,
2: that we saw when you flipped it over. Right. That is what's locking it, locking it and unlocking it. Oh, still. OK. 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 And again, Patrick, I'm not avoiding your question. It's just very difficult to answer the question. When you're not actually seeing it in detail,
0: yeah, he says. I get that it's locked, but how is it locked?
2: There, there's just a little bar that goes into a, a slot that locks it, and then when it's when you push back on it, it, unlocks it.
0: Okay, that's so. Yeah, maybe this is the kind of thing that we would have to see the internals of the gun, right? Yeah, in order to. Uh, yeah, then he, he says now you may have kind of just answered that. So there we go. Yeah, it's always a little different. Like, we don't have Patrick actually on, he doesn't have one in his hands, you know. Tr- so, like, it's, it's kind of tough to do it all, you know, through the uh, internet here. But there's three pieces to the trigger shoe there's what
2: the traditional, the little bar that you push against with your finger. And then there's that smaller locking bar that's interacting between the flat thing that people call the trigger. Or the sh- the shoe, and then the, what I call the heel, which is that part that's sticking up with the the pin through it. Well, that that little locking bar engages those two other parts. So when those three parts are working together, you can pull the trigger, and it will detonate or discharge the pistol. Yeah, the trigger is full. If the trigger bar or the shoe is folded forward, then it's disengaging the locking bar, and so you can't make it shoot.
0: Okay, question mark, question mark has a good answer for this. He says, uh, and, and this is his name, by the way, question mark, question mark. He says, uh, fire, at the firearms rack, it's locked by leprechaun and unicorns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Hang on. Uh, and, and Patrick is saying he would have loved to be on with you. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if Lola's listening. Lola maybe can help us get Patrick on in the last like half hour or whatever we have. Let me see. Lola, can you hear me? Send Patrick a link so he can get in here. I, listen, I seriously want to get us this, this all clean, like as much as we can. Yeah, so everyone's comments and everything. That's why we have Trey on. We'll have Trey come back on again. Um, uh, Razor JB says, got to give this Marine a good hoorah for putting up with the naysayers to include myself and future parties, it's tough, but uh, respect for that. So
2: there no, you go. Pre- and I, uh, Razor JB, I appreciate it. Uh, it's just like everything else; you just got to imbra- embrace it and be honest. And you know, I don't have all the magic answers. Um, I don't fart pixie dust or anything like <laughs> that. I'm just going to answer the question the best I can and rock on.
0: Yeah, uh, Razor JB is a good dude. I'm telling, no, I'm he- telling you guys I pre- that. I appreciate it. Yeah, you know we we need. Like, we can't just agree with everything. We all need to be able to ask each other questions or, you know, or push each other in one direction or another to see if, you know, where we're really at with all this. And I'm trying to do it, you know, in as, like, respectful a way to everyone as possible. That's the whole reason why I started doing this, you know, so we can, like, like, go deeper levels.
2: (laughs) Right. No, (laughs) Look, uh, again... You know, a good constructive negative comment taken the right way will help us get better. So I welcome yeah. that stuff.
0: Yeah. Cyrus 308 wants to know the MSRP. Uh, I know you gave that before. Give it to us again. And uh, and PCB wants to know how the pistol is folded. So hit us with those two if you can.
2: Okay. So MSRP is $1,049. Uh, and then how the pistol is folded and unfolded is if you look on the back. of the the grip there's a little bar that you push down on so it's like an old-fashioned pocket knife that little that little hook is locking over that pin right there so it's locked and then to unlock it you just push down and fold the grip down
0: okay that was a very good question by the way
2: yeah it is and and that's a great question because you would you would it would blow your mind how many people will stand there at a at a booth at a trade show or on a range and watch us fold the pistol, and they have to they've seen us do it, and then they have to ask. So that's probably one of the things we're going to have to put on our website is a good video showing how to fold and unfold or lock
0: and unlock the the grip. Yeah. So, good so now Ra- Razor JB says, "No, I'm not a. Uh, no, I'm not a good dude." <laughs> <laughs> Neither am I. He's also a smart ass, by the way.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there you go. Uh, he is a good dude. He's. I'm. I'm just telling you guys. I Razor JB has supported my channel for a long time, so I think he's a good is, dude. Hey, huh? does, does he live close to you? Um, it, is he in Florida or Georgia? I don't know. Tell us right now where you live. I. I think he's somewhere in the neighborhood of the floor it is or the south (laughs) hank i could be wrong what's up walter does um you said does patrick have a 43 um the firearms rack i think he has a 43 no no, um baby face oh baby face yes yes several
1: okay i need to see it next time we get together because i'm going to compare 42
0: to 43 okay yeah i have a 43 also oh okay yeah so um, why why were you asking about Razor JB and where he lives? I'm trying to wait for yeah, his answer. No.
2: Oh, there's Patrick. Yeah. So so the reason I was asking about Razor JB if when I come down there he can come
0: he can come out maybe. Okay. And- yeah. Hey, okay. Razor JB says North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> He's in North Carolina, at, but Razor JB, if you want to come down, you can come down and shoot with us on the hacienda. You can try. You can help us try to break this if you want, man. Um, if you're interested in that, let me know, and then we'll get in touch. And I'll let you know when Trey's come in, and we'll work it out so that you could be here and test it. Maybe you can even come with Patrick. I don't know. Patrick could pick you up on the way or something. That's.
2: I think Patrick's <laughs> on
0: there now, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah not so. Here now. Yeah, this is Patrick from the firearms rack. I don't know if you guys have ever met. I don't think so. Hey Patrick. How you doing? Good, man. I get my, my screen all situated here. Go ahead. Yeah. So um there you go. So I know Pat okay, Patrick's getting set up. Um I don't know if there's any other questions questions. Walter, have you seen any other thing? You have any comments here? <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just sitting back and listening. That's yeah. So. <laughs> Walter's intro- i think trey is really cool for like coming here taking all these questions oh, I, for i i I, yeah. I don't have any problem i think i yeah like i said i i like the thing myself yeah it had its place just like every walter walter was a naysayer in the beginning i think walter came with do you remember trey at shot show i came to your booth the second I, I time
2: i remember i remember meeting you and lola and giving y'all shirts
0: yeah. So Walter came with me that second time to the booth. OK, uh, because I said, listen, Walter, I want you to come check this thing out and tell me what you think. You know, don't you know. And Walter doesn't like uh, m- mixes. Was it mixes words or minces words? One of those. <laughs> oh,
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I, if I don't like something, I don't get in somebody's face. That your stuff sucks. I just look at it and go, OK, that's nice
0: yeah <laughs> i mean so you job. probably didn't notice walter and actually uh will his son were checking yeah. it out yeah. and doing yeah. stuff with it I,
1: I i played with the opening thing i had the big ginormous 30 something round mag trying to get the flip open and of course that's the more difficult one and i was trying to do the more difficult one but i could definitely see with practice you could get it to go
0: without too much problem so you know I, yeah all right so patrick you all set up just about okay cool all right. So, what what did you need to know, my friend? Go ahead. No, I, I
3: think I understand a little bit better about how the trigger safety works now. Um, now, what I'd like to know is uh, is this like mass compliant? Is it Cali compliant? Has this been submitted to a lab to have drop testing done on it? Um, have we okay. just assumed it's good? All right.
2: So no. All right. So I, I've not submit. We've not submitted it to a lab, but I've drop tested my pistol numerous times.
3: Okay. When you're drop testing, specify what you mean by that, please.
2: Okay. So at the height that you would have the pistol out to shoot. So with me, it's probably, I'm five, seven. So at four feet or whatever that is, we dropped it and had no problems. We didn't have any negligent discharges. We didn't have any failure of a mechanism, meaning that you couldn't. So
3: but labs, no. Um, no, when you're dropping it, are you dropping it like this? Are you dropping it like this? Okay, so um,
2: when, we drop, when we drop it, I'll show you exactly. All
3: right,
2: can you see? We mm-hmm. dropped it to try to make it land like that. Sometimes okay. it would land on its side. Sometimes it would land halfway, so like this. But most of the time we dropped it, we were able to get it to fall straight and hit on the magazine floor plate. Does that make sense?
3: Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm tracking what you're uh, – so really your focus was to test the mechanism, the folding mechanism. Um, Correct. Yeah. So, like, now the concern that I had was the uh, robustness of that trigger safety. So yep. um, there has been other guns on the market. You know, The P320 is probably the most notable example. <laughs> that um you know (laughs) uh that have had issues with drop safety and uh, i mean it's a real thing because you hear guys say well just don't drop the gun and when you dig into uh reports of it happening you'll find people that accidentally drop the gun they try to use a gun in a defensive situation and you know a discharge will happen or something like that but um and you're talking about the p320 Yeah, a P320, Honor Defense, Honor Guard. um, You know, there are some other guns like the Canik guns. Anything that's a derivative of the P99, they all kind of fail in the same way. Um, You know, and like I wanted to know if you guys had done any testing on the version 2 trigger. I wasn't able to find any really good uh, images of the version 1 while I was listening. So, I, I mean, like I'd be interested to see how that safety system works as well.
2: Hey. If you'll give me like 30 seconds, I'm going to go look. I don't know if I have a pistol with a version one trigger in it. We had one at TriggerCon for the booth, but I think that pistol went back to Vegas. If you'll give me just a 30 seconds, let me go see if I've got, because I okay. can
0: be good. Yeah, at- I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, go ahead and do that. I think uh, Vanessa Kitty was asking if the, if the lower version is for sale, um, if you have to get it through an FFL or not. Um, well, you know what? That's if, a good question. If it's think, finished, you do. Yeah, if it's finished, absolutely. Um, but I think that this they're doing this in cooperation. I, I don't have. I don't have
2: that. I don't have that. Cool. On trigger here.
3: Um, cool. okay. And um, you know, after well, you know, I'll get you my email. I'd like to you know, like talk to whoever designed the thing, like more it, clearly understand how everything works, how it all fits together, like you know.
2: No, I, I, if, you'll, if you'll give me your
0: email address through uh, Hank. Yeah. I think once we, once we come off air, I'll make sure you guys um, yeah. exchange yeah. info and yeah. all that and, kind and of what, stuff. Patrick, so.
2: What I'll do is I'll, I'll get you in touch with our uh, uh, plant manager or manufacturing manager, and he can answer. He can go like into metallurgy if you want to get that deep.
3: Yeah, no, that'd be wonderful. Like uh, that's, that's all stuff that I legitimately care about um, because when you start using these guns in, you know, hard use situations, be it as a cop, uh, a serious shooter, somebody who wants to get better, uh, you know, train, if you will. Yeah, I really don't like the word train, but, um, you know, that's when you start seeing like weird failures with guns and understanding how it's all put together. Like I, I can kind of wrap my head around it.
2: No, I – no, I, totally I, i'll get you in touch with the guy to ask I, i'll get you in touch with him and then uh you can also talk to the inventor and the owner and he can go into freaking atomic level detail good, yeah.
3: good good um yeah no Now earlier i heard you said that the uh, 42 43 frames are the same there uh, and you guys weren't quite sure on that uh mm-hmm. I, yeah um they they are in fact two separate frames uh, like they don't interchange whatsoever uh so it now the mechanism is it something that is sized to each frame or is it well this is a single stack mag this is a double stack mag uh how, how does that okay, kind of work so the the hinge mechanism
2: there are parts that are the same and then there are parts that are sized to the different pistols so and that's one of the ways that we were able to keep our costs down. Uh, there's a part on there called the bananas, and that's if you can see it, that piece right there. Okay. Those are the same. The rest of it is a little bit different because you have a different dimension. The latch mech, the locking bar, is different, uh, but some of them are the same now the trigger the trigger itself is the same if i'm pretty sh- i'm 90 sure all that's the same
3: uh, the trigger should be shared amongst all full-size glocks uh, the trigger bar is different on like no. gen 5 guns the uh, 42 and 43 both have different trigger bars as well
2: but the, the shoe the part uh, that we do is
3: the same the shoe will be different on the 42 43 uh, but it should share the shoe
2: right now, on the the, the the two the 43 and the the 42 and the 43 the shoe is the factory shoe is different but ours is the same now we and like I said earlier about the 42 I wasn't I wasn't aware that we've done a 42 but I know if the frame is the same size we can do it. But you're saying it's different, and I wasn't 100% sure if they were the same. I know they're very close. I think the 42 is actually a little bit narrower or something.
3: But yeah. I, it's, it's completely like smaller in just about every dimension. Like uh, So when they introduced it a year prior to the 43, people were really looking at the 42, trying to figure out how they could cram a 9mm into a 380 pistol with like a barrel change or something, and it just wouldn't work
0: because it wasn't going to fit. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And so, and Trey's not like the uh, designer, engineer, inventor of this thing. So, you know, he's like, uh, he's a former Marine. He's an investor in the company. Uh, He's the guy that goes out there and uh, talks about all this. So everything coming out is not gonna be exactly perfect. I'm glad that uh, Patrick brought it up so that we could address it. Um, I think there's a couple of questions I wanna get to from people in the chat and then we can get into anything else. In whatever time we have, Vanessa Kitty wants to know um, if you get the lower, does that have to go through an FFL? Um,
2: Okay. So if you buy a lower from us, it has to go through an FFL. If you send us your lower or your full pistol for conversion, because that's gunsmithing and there's no transfer of ownership, you do not have to go through an FFL. If you buy the polymer 80 kit, you don't have to go through an FFL.
0: Okay. All right, good so hopefully that answers that harry's holsters uh would like to he says he wants to hear more go ahead patrick go ahead yeah I'll, i've got a question on. about the poly 80 kit
3: so what, what exactly is done to the poly 80 kit i mean obviously you guys have to modify the frame to yeah. the
2: so mechanism. when you get your polymer 80 kit this cut is done the hinge mechanism the, the bananas are mounted this part of the the trigger guard is in place you have to put this on. You have to drill some pinholes up here and do some cuts up here. But this cut right here is done. And then you have to do, you have to put the rest of this in there, um, and then you have to put your internals
0: in it. So okay, okay. Part, so the the cuts look, on the back of back of the frame are done. Yeah, this back part. The, on there. the bananas are mounted.
2: You have to finish this part and this part and put your internals in it and then drill, drill, cut some holes and drill, do some milling in the little jig that it comes
1: with.
0: Okay. Was that, was that good, Patrick? Yeah. No,
3: I was wondering if it like alter the 80%, uh, you know, status of the frame when it, they're it, installing the parts.
2: Yeah, it doesn't. You, okay. You're still, you still have to do some of the work, but the hard parts are done for you. Make sense.
3: Yeah. 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 No, that makes sense for sure. Um, now the, gen one trigger i kind of found a like a tabletop review of somebody like folding the pistol looking like down into where the mag would seat into the uh you know well i guess what's left of the mag well right um and when you look at the trigger bar you could see it you know like moving forward off of the trigger safety um now is that something that you guys have like changed so it doesn't pull the trigger bar forward when you fold the gun now with the version two right
2: yeah it it locks all that up it is the best that's the best answer i can give you it moves it a little bit and locks it into place um but we all right so the very early production gen one or first trigger we had problems when you unfolded the grip the trigger wouldn't come all the way down it would kind of hang at about 60 degrees and so we changed that to get it to come down further uh and now it comes all the way down with no problems okay and like if you have if you have the the first generation or version one trigger you can go on our website and we will upgrade your trigger to the gen 2 or version 2 trigger Okay.
3: Yeah, and like when I was looking at that that video where it was like a, a close-up of it being folded and the trigger bar being pulled forward, it looked like um, – so I'm going to break my 17-up part again. Um, on the – right about there. So the shape of the little bump that interfaces yeah. with the striker safety, like I'm thinking that it's getting caught right here. Uh huh. Was that what was going on? Uh, I'm – I'm not sure what.
2: No, I can see the part. I'm just not sure what your question was.
3: It, it, on the on the version one, was the trigger bar getting caught on the front edge of the striker safety, the striker block? It was that what was preventing it from folding down all the way?
2: I'm not. I'm not sure. I think you're probably. I think that's probably right, but I'm not a
3: hundred percent sure. Okay. Yeah. No, I'd be interested to find out.
2: Yeah, and that's again. That's one of those questions. Uh, When I get you in touch with our uh, production manager, TJ, you can he'll he'll give you all the of the the down and dirty details.
0: Okay, I mean, I think a a follow up question I would have for that is what was the big thing that made you made you guys change the version one to the version two? What was it that you found?
2: Okay, the big the big reason was with no trigger safety, no law enforcement agency would. Uh, they couldn't for liability reasons buy our handgun. So after, after NRA, we met with a hot, and I can't, I can't remember what the guy's title is, but he's basically the NRA's law enforcement rep. He can, he met with Mike. And that was one of the things that came out of that meeting was, Hey, you've got to make a trigger safety.
0: So this thing can be law enforcement compliant. Okay. And Mike is the inventor. Correct. Okay. All right, cool. So let's see. Um, I, I mean, we can go into some other things here. Let's get to Harry's holster's question. He said he wants to hear more about employing uh, or deploying these. I'm going to assume he's saying from on carry. Harry can't wait, can he? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So
2: you're talking about deploying the pistol from a pocket or from a bag is that what he's asking
3: i'm yeah, going to assume go I'm ahead on, on body is going to be in a holster on your person in a packet on your okay. person no, I, I, fanny I pack
2: other than a holster
3: mm-hmm. yeah
2: so yeah. i mean i can't do it in here but you can pull the pistol if you stow it in your in your front pocket on your strong hand side with the slide towards the center line of your body. You reach in, you grab, hold on. You grab the pistol right there, pull it out, and then grab it with your non-firing hand and and employ the pistol like that. Or you can, from your back pocket, pull it out. So in your back pocket, the magazine would be towards the center line of your body or your butt crack. So you'd pull the gun out and one handed, you got the gun like this and then you catch the heel of the magazine on either your butt cheek or your thigh or a belt and push and then roll the gun over in your hand like that. So, and with practice, you can do
0: that pretty quickly. Right. And then the other way I think is
3: with the weight. Is that a Yeah. So now you're saying that somebody, uh, and I assume you've got guys within the company that can reliably do that within about you know you said right around two and a half seconds. Yep. Me
2: and another guy.
3: Okay. Um, and and is, is, that, is that about like the the skill level limit when it comes to what you guys are seeing?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that you could take. I guarantee if you gave this gun to travis haley and said hey train with this and see what you can do he could beat he could beat me all day long yeah we're talking one-handed deployment right one and two-handed
3: deployment one okay Mm -hmm. yeah travis is pretty damn fast um no i mean so that that's kind of where my my question like it's marketed to a you know the concealed carry market um, if it were for you know preppers or you know like a bug out bag or whatever, um, I like it makes a little more sense. Yep. The on body thing is kind of where I'm not so sure that uh, it, it has a place in my world, um, and and, I, and I'm completely comfortable with that. And and where
2: where I'm saying we can drift into that, but then we can also cover. The, what I call the casual concealed carry crowd. So the guy that's putting it in a bug out bag, the guy that's grabbing it to walk out, to go
3: to McDonald's. Well, to, to be fair, I mean, and I'm, I'm going to be uh, completely honest. Mm-hmm. I have had a chance to see photos. I've not been able to make it to one of your guys booths at a show. I don't think, uh, no, I haven't. And I haven't been able to get any range time on one. So I, I mean, I'm talking entirely out of my rear uh, with that's this. Fine. Um, but just looking at the mechanics of how you employ that gun, like it, I feel as though there are a lot more opportunities for failure uh, during you know, that action of using a, a gun in a, a defensive manner. And
2: I would say that you're, you're right. I would say get your hands on a gun, one. And two, there are, there, 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 there's always potential for failure. Um, I'm not going to sit here and say it's the end-all be-all, um, but there's potential for failure in every other situation that we're, we, we had up until the, this gun came on the market. So if right. you're drawing from a holster, you, you, you grab the gun wrong, you, you – you I, I mean, there's all kinds
3: of – yeah, no, it, it's entirely possible to you know foul a draw with any type of holster, uh, be it a pocket carry, a quality Kydex, hybrid, whatever. Um, that that's that's something that will can happen. Um, what I, I, I'm curious though, why it would be marketed to the casual concealed carrier who isn't somebody who's going to practice that more complex method of getting the gun into a fight?
2: Okay, and and I'll tell you it's safer to carry, it's more comfortable to carry, it's more concealable because it doesn't print like a gun, Um, and you're, I don't know, I'm having a brain fart, but it's more stowable, if that makes sense. Uh, We're just giving somebody another option,
3: Right. You know, I mean, I don't have a problem with there being other options out there. So who,
0: who do you guys think is your number? Like, what does your customer look like? Uh, I think because Patrick is asking, like, why is it marketed to to the casual concealed carry guy? What is your number? What's your number one uh, potential customer that you guys, you know, see using this?
2: You know, our our targeted audience is. A well-informed, prepared citizen that wants a more concealable handgun, period. And and because it folds, and can be in a smaller, tighter, confined place, it's more concealable. Now, is it the best handgun for every scenario? Absolutely not. And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to piss on
0: your back and tell you it's raining right I and I think that that's and we were talking about that earlier I think that's the guy like Walter for example yep. who doesn't want to carry a holster just doesn't I like mean that.
1: a lot a lot of days I go from my car to my in my shop and the guns in my hand yep not in the holster it's not it and <laughs> it goes it goes what are you laughing about? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm just envisioning. You know, I'm not walking in. I'm, the Patrick, I'm not in a parking lot with a bunch of old ladies walking, going to the grocery
3: store. No, 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 no. I've I'm I'm in. I'm, I've just got this vision of Walter <laughs> pulling up at the shop, kind of sleepy-eyed in the morning, ready well, to get to and work. I might, well, like,
1: I also, I might have a drink in the other hand, and I
3: might yeah, have yeah, a yeah.
1: cell phone in the other, and it's like, which actually works pretty well. because.
2: And, and, and to Walter's defense, a lot of times – I carry my MMP is sitting in my console of my truck. I just take it and tuck it up. My
1: arm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've had MP5 underneath <laughs> my arm, by the way, too,
1: yeah. I can get to you it. Know, it's like uh- –
0: yeah, I mean, we're assuming so here's the thing, Patrick. We're assuming that lots of, that everyone out there carries the way that we do with a and they don't, poster, the no, you yeah, know, yeah, and, and they that. don't. And that's not true. Yeah, it's not yeah, true. I think, don't. I think we are the minority of actually carrying that. One. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not assuming that everybody carries the same way. Like, I mean, you know,
3: depending on what I'm wearing and you know, how you know much weight i've gained that particular month i'll change it. <laughs>
1: <It's like
3: laughs> um how about how, how bloated i am from eating last night yeah exactly if i had too many tacos then appendix yeah. may not work right um but it, it like trying to wrap my head around um uh, you know it, it the practical use of the full conceal uh, alphabet whatever i can't even remember the name is um you know it, like trying to figure out how that fits into the average purchaser's world, how how it works.
2: All right. And so my answer to that question is is I have a regular 43, a 19, a 17, a Smith and Wesson 2.0, M and P two point and then I have a full conceal M3D, which is the double stack or 19 version and a and a and a 43. On any given day, I may have one or two of those pistols on my person. Um, most of the time, I carry my full concealed M3, the the bigger version, the 19 version, in my computer bag because where I work, I'm not supposed to carry a firearm on our property. Okay? And it's in my computer bag. There are other times where the computer bag stays in my truck and I have a compact frame pistol like my mmp 2.0 or a 19 in my appendix holster or i have my 43 appendix and in the winter time when i have a lot more clothes on because i work outside uh, i'll have a glock 17 outside the waistband because i'm wearing a jacket mm-hmm. does that does that answer your question i mean what i'm saying is is that not every I don't know any i know very few people that just have one pistol most people that have one pistol that gun stays in their nightstand or in their glove box
3: right yeah no and i I would just about agree with that so, um it again it's we're filling
2: a we're filling a, a, a gap somewhere does that, right. does that make sense
3: yeah yeah no no i mean and i'm sure that they're like i think um you know jody uh brought something up in the chat said uh you know storing one of the glove box for camping trips uh, backyard shed or stuff in a gun in places that generally wouldn't accept a gun uh like i get that you know yeah I, that's, I that's by the way first.
0: that's that's razor oh, J, that's razor jb's comment uh, i would never carry it but i'd store one in my glove box camping trips backyard shed I can see a few uses, but not necessarily why or who it was designed for. One, one so of, that's Razor JB. He's come. He's come a little <laughs> way.
2: <laughs> one of our one of our customers was a private airline pilot uh, company. So it's it's a group of I think a hundred private jet pilots that fly different people's planes. They they bought guns for their pilots to put in the cockpit of these business jets or you know, a, Lear, a Learjet pilot for lack of better words. So that that's a confined space. I mean, an, a, another application is you got people that sail all over the world. They, they wanna have a gun in a confined space. Uh, again, going back to the military pilot scenario where you have it part of a pilot's uh, survival kit when he injects in the aircraft. Uh, so, you know, could you hide another pistol like that? Yeah, you could.
0: Uh, we're, we're just, again, we're just given another option. Absolutely. Um, there's a question I want to get to before we close. I think we got about uh, four or five minutes. Um, is this Cali compliant? There's lots of people are asking that. If if you own
2: a Gen 3 or Gen 4 Glock 19 from California, you can send us your pistol for conversion and we will send it back to you and it's California compliant. But we, uh, can't, we can't sell directly into California because we've not paid the, the California research
3: tax or whatever <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. It has to go through the drop yeah. safe and all that stuff. But uh, when you guys do the conversion, um, aren't you essentially manufacturing a
0: firearm at that point, correct? No, yeah, we're gunsmithing. Okay. Yeah. It got, okay. So that's good. And you check that with the ATF? Uh, yes, we got our license. Okay. Um, Razor JB says, screw it, I'm buying three. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's being facetious. No, it, I mean,
3: it does raise an interesting question. So you said that uh, you guys have your license. I, I assume you got a uh, an 07 FFL is what you mean. Yep. Um, but have you guys specifically asked them if you convert a customer's pistol, are you then manufacturing a new firearm? Because I know with like bolt guns, uh, if somebody rebarrels I I my local gun uh builder like is then manufacturing a new firearm it's logged out of their books as a you know whatever the company is manufacture instead of what it was
2: we can sell it we can convert guns in California with no problem.
3: Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: so yeah, without me getting way off into the yeah and being hauled yeah. on a, in front of a jury, we can legally convert firearms from California and send them back there.
3: Okay, no, no, I, I just I'm yeah. just trying I to
1: understand.
0: What,
3: yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Screaming Skull Saloon says he would have a Keltec Sub Two Thousand Gen Two and one of these and a bug out bag for sure. Um. Does a Keltuck
1: look like a stapler when it's folded up?
0: Uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> but, you
1: know,
2: it's, it's – yeah. Don't tell I, Razor, Razor that if he buys five, he gets the 6-1 free. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> so double order. Yeah, make sure you get the Hank Strange discount on that. Hmm. Um, and James Lawson wants to know why Patrick is so worried about who it's for. I, um, I, I'll be glad to answer
3: that. Like I really don't like seeing people spend money on something that's not going to fit a need they have uh, – too many people sit on their couch to think about what gun might fit a particular role in their world and uh, come up with the wrong answer. And they'll go out and they'll buy something at you know whatever the store charges them, get home, own it for a few months, and then sell it at a loss um, you know, because yeah. it doesn't fit their and, then,
0: and in that case, I think I agree. Look, I, I asked the question too, like who's it for? And I think lots of – yes, lots of people buy things they don't need, me included. Then someone else benefits from it. You know, um, especially if you sell it, you take a loss on it, someone else's, it's someone else's gain, you know. Uh, But I I mean, none of us want to see people go out there and just waste their money and get something that they won't use. Obviously, that's why I wanted to spend a whole bunch of time talking about this so that people have like an opportunity to think, okay, is this for me or not for me? You know, uh, I'm just trying to get people to like at least think about it. Right. And I think that we're talking about something that people are going to think. I don't think you just casually go out there and drop a grand.
2: Yeah, and I look. Oh, wait
0: a minute. Who are you talking I'm
2: about? With, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Patrick on, on, on his premise. Uh, I totally agree with what he's saying. I would much rather somebody go into a gun store or not. I'm. Gonna, let me back up from that. I hate gun. I hate gun counter salesmen weird me out. Like, I, I know what I want to buy when I go in there and why I want to buy it. Um, but I, I would much rather somebody be an informed customer and buy our pistol for their right reason than somebody not buy it or buy it and not use it. Make sense? So, and Patrick's detailed questions, like deep, deep questions, like that's the kind of stuff that we need to be asked and we as a company should be held accountable to. And those kinds of questions make us think and continue to be innovators committed to providing the American shooting public with a better option. Uh, so the the criticism, like a legit criticism, like your gun sucks because I did this to it and it didn't do it. That's the stuff that makes us make a better pistol. Um, but or somebody that just says, hey, I hate your shit because it sucks. <laughs> well, I can't. What do I do with that? Like, I would much um, rather have somebody like Patrick on here saying, hey, why does this do this? Why does it not do it? Because that's the kind of stuff that makes us better. Um, so, you know, you can hate me all day long. But if you hate me for a reason and give me the real reason you hate it, then I'm going to go back and figure out how to solve that hate
0: absolutely we always need to ask tough questions of ourselves and even other people so yeah Yeah, as long as it's done respectfully there's nothing wrong with it Patrick does it respectfully I think I mean I I try some people (laughs) don't feel that I do (laughs) (laughs) look I don't
2: don't deserve any other I don't deserve more respect than any other man on this planet Um, and and, and like I said earlier the funny thing like the funniest freaking, I'm gonna get a t-shirt put a cape on it it'll be super gay (laughs) <laughs> like whoever freaking posted that, like I love that guy. Yeah, but embrace embrace the hate. Exactly, but I can't fix something based off of that comment. It's funny, but somebody like Patrick that's asking detailed questions, like that's that's good yeah. stuff. I mean, that's yeah, one.
0: I wanted to do this. Right. Remote desktop says babyface looks different tonight. That's not babyface. This is Patrick <laughs> from, the fire, from the fire. What is it? The firearm rack. Firearm fire rack. rack. Yeah, there's fire no rack. Yeah, yeah, there's comparable. no the in it, just firearm rack. Uh, <laughs> great well, kind of. Good. Um, yeah. You know, uh yeah, and I
3: agree with you. Like I want to see more innovation in the gun industry. I think that we overuse the word. I think there's a lot of it out there right now. Um, you guys obviously whether or not it may be something optimal for uh, somebody, it is innovative and I don't want to you know discount that at all. Yeah. Um there are a lot of products out there that really check uh, you know check that uh innovative te- uh you know box. And uh, I want to see more of it, man. I want to see more good stuff out there.
0: Jazz hands. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we all do. We all do. Um, so one last question because we're, we're over uh, – we're past 9 o'clock. Uh, Greg98K yeah. wants to know, do these transfer as Glocks at, uh, with the FFL or the M3D on the forms? Uh, transfers as an M3D.
3: Yeah, there you go. Right okay. There. Well, and, and that's kind of why I was asking um, about the conversion. yeah so if it's transferring as an M3D then at that point it's a full conceal M3D no longer a Glock ink whatever the shit it started out as
0: but for the conversion there's no transfer right, right? Yes. No, I think uh, are you are you talking about like who do you go to if you have warranty issues? You go obviously no. with full conceal, right? Not Glock.
1: Okay, if you, if you take your Model seventy or seven hundred to a gunsmith and get another barrel put on it, they consider that manufacturing. Short right. and sweet. They must not consider the frame changing, a uh, hinging thing as manufacturing, unless they do. We know we don't know. But they don't. Okay, well then, okay. then it's just a simple in and out. It goes into books. It comes out of the books. Back to the like warranty work, for example. Like somebody's got something broken in mind, They send it to me. I fix it. I send it back.
3: Right, and, and that's what I was trying to wrap my head around. Is like right. if that person has got a, a a permit in California for a Glock 19 Gen 3 yeah. um, in in OD green because they even get stupid about color. Uh, whenever it comes back with a True. full conceal roll mark on the trigger. Yeah like at that point when a cop looks at it and says, Hey man, like this is not registered. I mean, do you yeah. got serialize the, uh, the conversion guns or are they already serialized or?
2: No, it's, it's their serial number. They ship it to us. Serial number one, two, three, four, five, six. It goes back to them as serial number one,
0: two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So okay. the state of California allows no you transfer to transfer
2: mm-hmm. of ownership. And we specifically did the gunsmithing convert or the conversion service for California. So, okay, and yeah. and at some point, does that mean it's not going to change? It, <laughs> it can change tomorrow. California,
0: yeah, yeah. So you, so the state, the state of California, uh, you have communicated with them about this, about doing changes. You've looked through the channels because I think what Patrick's concerned about, and people rightfully are, yep. that they don't send this out for conversion thinking it's Cali legal, then they get it back and it's not Cali legal, and they have some kind of, uh, you know, because and a lot of times. Police officers aren't even going to know what the laws are, et cetera. They're just going to arrest you. Right. You're, you're not going to beat the rap. You're taking the ride. Yeah. So if that happens, you guys have done some stuff to ensure to people in California that they are going to be covered, right?
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Meaning we have applied for the license. We got the license and we are doing. Now, does that mean that Officer Smith in San Bernardino County arrest you and he doesn't know what he's looking at. I I can't answer that question, but I can tell you that we've gone through the licensing application process. We were granted the license and we did this specifically for California and we opened it up
0: to the nation. Um, So you get arrested in California for doing this, shut up, get a lawyer. And uh, let it let it get sorted that way. If these guys did the right thing, as they said in terms of registering and everything with California, you should be fine. Yep,
1: we have, and we have.
0: Now, Hank,
3: I know we're uh, you know a little bit over time, but I did have one question about the RMR amount that I wanted to kind of take a closer look at. That um, it, it from the glance that I got when I was on my phone driving home, uh, it looked like it was a little on the shallow side, and all I saw were screw holes. Um. Uh, oh the RMR mount on which gun uh, he had one with a comp on it that had an RMR pocket milled into it
2: yep that's this one right here that's a that's a friend of mine's sliding barrel and I'm not sure what optic he had on there but we did the, he did the cut that's an agency slide and an agency comp
3: it's An agency cut hmm okay All right. I, I didn't know that if that you're was saying true. that's a little shallow it looked a little bit shallow on my phone. Um, can you lock it on him? I, well. Yeah,
0: I, I've got it locked on. Can you just hold it still for a second, Trey, so we can... Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and
3: I'm yeah, saying an arm,
0: but I don't
2: know what optic he had on there. Um, it looks a little
3: on the shallow side. But, I mean, I'm not measuring it with a micrometer or anything like that. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know if that was something you guys were offering from the factory. Like, uh, uh, this
2: is, look, all right, so the the story behind this slide and barrel and comp, a friend of mine named Hunter Freeland gave me this to put on our uh, polymer eighty frame to show the 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 different, just to do a custom thing.
0: Okay. Um, Yeah. But you, you guys wouldn't touch the slide anyway, right? There's no part of what you're doing. Our
2: point is, is that you can put any slide and barrel combination you want on your gun. Okay. We just wanted to show people to get people's minds working. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So listen, let me, let me wrap this up because um, I I know that we need to uh, exchange some info here in the background. I'm sure people still have a ton of questions. Walter probably needs to go. Um, you know what? If you have further questions, if you're looking at this video later, put your questions in the video. I'll ask Trey. I'll ask the technical guys over at uh, Full Conceal to look at this video going forward in the future, maybe try to answer some questions and stuff like that. And we can always have Trey come back on so we can beat yep. him up one more again. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll come out anytime.
3: Yeah, <laughs> no. And yeah. before we jump off air, I, I didn't intend on being, you know, super hard on you. I just want to understand how this thing works. Like, um, Patrick, I'm glad you're on here, dude. Um, I really want to get my hands on one of these things and, you know, run it really hard. See if I can find a weak point. And if we do find one, then I want to work with you guys to make the pistol better. Maybe there's an application that it can be designed to, uh, you know, like, I don't know, improved to fit a role. I don't know. Um, but if you know me breaking yeah. stuff helps, then why not? Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: No, I, yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. I
1: yeah. got a, I got a nice uh, old school ammo pouch waiting to drop it into. Them. <laughs> there you go, nice. right there, baby. Because yeah. that doesn't old look
0: school. tactical at all.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I was those. You know,
0: That's totally gray man right there. <laughs> right there, man. that shit worked. Dude, <laughs> I mean, everybody that knows
3: what that is when it was issued is like they need glasses now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, hey. i was yeah, issued right. one of those I, I i was issued that shit that's good stuff it works yeah,
3: yeah. i was too i was issued that and uh what was it Oh two. yeah yep um
0: yeah. anyways right. i'll wait to drop it in though. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah absolutely um, absolutely um okay so let's let's wrap this up um patrick did you want uh, do you want to say something before we wrap
3: nah, was- yeah I, I was waiting for the wrap up i was going to tell people what to you know look forward to on the channel Okay, cool. Go ahead and do that. No, no, I'm not, I'm gonna let uh everyone else kind okay.
0: of wrap Walter, up. Walter, all right, Walter.
1: <sighs> uh, Facebook, Instagram, keep an eye on things. Um we're st- still working on the other issue, so be patient. Um and you know, MP five stocks, new stuff coming along. Buh, 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 buh. Yes, very nice, very
0: nice. So um
1: yeah, yeah. So we're we're in the shop working.
0: So yeah. stay tuned. Absolutely. Very cool, yep. very cool. Okay, um, Patrick, I'm going to let you go before Trey go since he's the guest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so stuff that is going to be happening on
3: the Firearm Rack channel, um, we're going to be doing the Hudson H9. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of mags for it and a bunch of ammo. Uh, the SIG 320X5, arms core double stack 1911 and 9. Um, I'm going to actually shoot this thing. <laughs> At some point, um, the RMR is
0: not Trey, on it right Trey now. Trey just like backed up from his. From his hey, that's a pretty paint job you got yeah, on that guy. Yeah, no, um, and yeah. it, it's. <laughs> we should have asked that question, Trey. Are you going to convert the high point? Because <laughs> 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 I call dibs right now. Before and <laughs> There you go. Oh, you bastard.
3: I
1: yeah, had to do um,
3: it. <laughs> Yeah, no. So uh, we're going to finally shoot that gun, and I'm going to revisit the uh, 509 tactical, compare it to a stock. Uh, glock 19x really really soon i know a lot of people have had uh, questions on that um, and brian quick yes i'm going to be addressing tim's video on the 509 tactical uh, there are some uh,
0: things that he got wrong in that video okay very cool lots of lots of spicy stuff in there all right trey um everyone wants to thank you i see uh for myself i want to thank you i'm sure that patrick And Walter would echo that. But uh, so do the folks in the chat, by the way. They thought this was very interesting. They'd like us to invite you to come back on. Hopefully you you do that. Yeah. Do you have anything in closing that you want to say before we go here? Uh, Just get me in touch with uh,
2: Patrick and then tell me when I'm coming down to hang out with you and Lola, shoot guns and
3: talk gun shit. awesome just don't x out of the the window yet yeah yeah so we're gonna wrap when
0: i when i wrap right now just stay right there trey don't leave all right i want to thank everyone for watching i think it's been a great show um i really enjoy when companies um have the heart and believe in what they manufacture to come on here and talk about it patrick what's up
3: yeah yeah no no, um yeah do check out harry's holster's um comparison of the 19x and the 509 Tac. um i did see that forgot about it sorry harry
0: Okay. Yeah. Shout out to Harry's Holsters. Yeah. So, you know, I I, I always appreciate companies coming on here. If you're a company and you're looking at this, hopefully this will show you that, you know, we'll give you a fair shake to come on, talk to the people, answer questions and all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to thank everyone for supporting us. We've been gone for like three weeks and all that. You know, this is one of the things that I was able to get done. I literally bumped into Trey in the hotel. I was having breakfast, right?
2: Yeah, and I was totally like, I was totally out of it because we met, we ran into each other the night before, and that morning, like, I hadn't had coffee yet, so you were just this guy in the the, the, the breakfast bar, and then when yeah. you spoke, I was like, "Damn, that's Hank," and it, yeah. it
0: woke me well, up. It's it's kind of like Superman. If I don't have, you know, if I if right. I take the if the hat is on, people don't know it's me. It's yeah. Kind of like a. Trick. Well, I
2: was like, you were just a guy. Like I was totally out of it. And then I was like, holy shit, that's Hank.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you guys should go. um, You you guys should go. Razor JB is like, fuck it. Just go do another hour of this. Oh, no, no, no. We can't. But, uh, you know, you guys should go look at the video that we did. We'll do some more stuff with Trey. We'll do some follow-ups. Thanks for watching, everyone. Uh, Trey, stay right there. Everyone else, stay right there. We are out of here. Peace, guys. See you tomorrow. (laughs) Later, everybody.